Welcome yourself to episode 25. Miguel? This episode can rent a car finally. Finally get, Which, rent a hotel on spring break? It always blew my mind that you had to be like 25 to rent a car. Like that made no sense. I always wondered because, you know, a lot of countries are always different. Like you have to be this, like in Mexico, you could be like fucking 12 years old and be drinking and shit. Yeah. I always found it weird that you could go, you know, fight for your country and uh, come back and not be able to buy a pistol yeah. or drink alcohol. They're like, young man, you operate a javelin missile system, but I just can't trust you with a twenty-two Hornet. You know, just, I just, I don't know, man. And now you got to be twenty-one to buy cigarettes. I hate cigarettes. I don't give a fuck about cigarettes. I'll never smoke a cigarette. But now you got to be twenty-one to buy cigarettes. You know what I found out? It's weird. There's something like five to ten. I'm gonna mess it up, but guys, just know I'm in the range here of like five to ten percent of the population doesn't start smoking cigarettes until after they're forty. That's ridiculous. I've never ever heard that. Ever. You start like you start smoking cigarettes when you're 12. That's when you start smoking cigarettes. After that, you know, you're already onto harder shit. See, I think cigarette it's like it's kind of like peer pressure or Yeah. Like, no one goes, "You know what I need to do? I've never done this, but I need to smoke a fucking cigarette." I'll tell you this though, which is crazy. And children, I hope you turn if you're with your kids right now, turn this part of the podcast off. Don't let them hear it. But you do look cool as fuck when you're a little kid smoking a cigarette. <laughs> like, like you know that's a badass little kid. Back in the day when a girl was smoking a cigarette, you knew she was sucking dick. Oh, a girl smoking a cigarette, you're like, I don't even know if I can handle her. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. She's already shaving her bush. You know, she's, she's stepping it up to levels I am not prepared for. I feel like kids these days do so much more shit way faster than we did. Yeah, they're probably doing heroin at nine. They're like, oh cigarettes I've, I've been doing heroin for four years yeah it's it's a little kid who's like eight years old rolling his own cigarette and then giving one to his dad and he's like all right pop i'm going to work i always uh envied kids uh whose parents let them do like crazy shit but then as i envied them i kind of felt bad i was like oh, they're all now i just feel disgusted whenever i like know somebody who has kids and they're like i can't stop her from drinking so i let her get wasted at the house and i'm like you can't stop her from drinking i was a pretty bad kid and i still got stopped from doing shit you know yeah i, I think I, sometimes just they get lazy and say fuck it we're not we're not gonna be parents anymore and they'll do what they want to yeah being a shitty parent i do what be, i want to yeah, it's way easier than being a good parent because being a shitty parent, you just blame the world. You're just like, don't tell me how to raise my kid. I love that that's also the accent we all go to with shitty parent. Like, when we think of a shitty parent, instantly we're like, don't you tell me how to raise my kid. We have uh, a brand new family member here, Piper the Pug. And it's, uh, well, I kind of, I kind of, sometimes I'll be like just going, doing my shit. And I'll be like, oh, shit, I forgot I have like a pug. That's like, yeah. 12 weeks old and it could swallow or fall into the pool and drown. And I'm like, damn, I do not want to be Casey Anthony. No. And this pug is, where's my baby? Oh, sometimes I'll be like, Oh shit. The pug. Fuck. It's yeah. outside. Oh shit. I've got outside. The pug's just laying in the sun. And I'm like, what are you playing with the He's outside smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Like, don't you tell me how to raise my pug. Fuck you, Miguel. I'll do what I want to. I do what I want to. I ain't never had no daddy. You look good. Mr. 35 year old man. You know, I think I think I think uh, with raising pugs, raising kids, raising anything, I think the the problem is there's a lot of people who are like, I want to have a dog, I want to have a kid, but they don't think I want to be a parent. 
I want to raise this person. They, they want the kid. Like, because we know a bunch of stupid people that have told us, guys and girls that have told us, like, I just, you know, they like been banging each other for like four months and they're like, I really want to have a kid with her. And I'm like, motherfucker, you guys haven't even got your credit score good enough to fucking. We all know when we're young, it's like, we always, the more they say no or they try to correct us, the more we fight it. And 10, 15, 20 years later, we're like, wow, we've become our, our, our parents. Yeah. Everything, all the shit we hated that they said to us, now we find ourselves saying it to other people. Younger. Now, you you know, you know, want a kid. You brought it up a bunch of times. You at, first, at first, I, I spent my entire sexual career trying to avoid getting anyone pregnant because I couldn't financially afford to pay my, uh, my to feed myself. Yeah. So then, you know, I was like... Because everybody looks bad at you if you choose to feed yourself instead of your kid. But it's just like, I pay taxes, you know? I just... Fucking... Who doesn't want to have someone carry on their legacy of whatever the fuck this might be one day? Honestly, I could I could give a fuck less. Now, if I had a kid, I know 100%. If I had a kid, everything's going to change. I'm going to... And you're, and you're an asshole... If everything doesn't change when you have a kid, if you don't stop being selfish when you have a kid, you're a piece of shit. I know if I had a kid, I'm going to change, whatever. But as long as I can duck that shit, I want to duck it because I've had nightmares before. Mike, I've had nightmares that I woke up and there was a baby in the other room and I was like, oh, my God, I have a baby. And that's the extent of the fucking nightmare. That's it. It's not that something's trying to kill me. It's not that uh, so the house is on fire. The extent of the entire nightmare is I looked in the other room and I had a baby. Something that people dream about. People fucking spend their whole life trying to get. And that was enough for me to wake up in a cold sweat. Like, oh, shit. Because I can't, man. I can't, I can't think about what I would have to do. What I would have to change to raise a baby right now and i'm i'm pushing almost 40 man i'm 39 years old and i'm still don't see myself at a point where i could have a baby and i know so many people people that we know that are unfit to have a fucking lease on a vehicle that you know don't have enough credit to rent a big screen tv at ace and they're pumping some scally full of semen and they're clapping at the idea that nine months from now they're going to have a kid. And I'm like, there's good parents that raise school shooters. Like, how the fuck are these guys supposed to raise a baby? And it's terrifying. This is a good combo because um, I was, uh, <laughs> at first I blamed it on like the financial thing. And, you know, when you're younger, you always say, oh, man, one day I'm going to have a kid. And da-da-da. I always wanted to have a kid to correct the wrong that my family, they did. I, oh, I remember my dad that, beating pa- the shit pageant, out of me. That's pageant mom shit. Yeah, my mom, <laughs> beat, my, my dad beating the shit out of me, and I'd be like, one day I'm going to have a kid. I'm never going to let him come see you on Christmas. And it's going to be cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy. My mom dedicates that song to my dad all the time. When you're coming home. I don't know when, but we'll, we'll get, get together, together then. It's like, oh, yeah, fuck, you ain't coming to Thanksgiving. Yeah. I ain't coming to Easter. Cause you but wanna... my dad needs a kidney, and he's calling all the time. Little boy, where you at of mine? Because you know that. You know no matter how shitty of a dad you are, all of a sudden you start feeling that pain, and they're like, you need to go to dialysis. You're like, where the fuck's my son? Where's my boy? Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. All right, so let me start here. Obviously, I, I, I want a kid that's like, five or six from there 
that's already been potty trained and speaks English. The fucking stork is bringing you a baby. Yeah, like I, listen, I cool. I'll, I'll watch it pop out and watch it walk and talk and shit. <laughs> a couple breastfeeding sesh, you know. I don't want to fucking worry about is the baby gonna live through the night because it's gonna fucking swallow a Lego. I'm just terrified of that, and and I don't want to be fucking. The male version of Casey Anthony be like at the club getting my dick sucked behind a dumpster and I get a text, come home, your baby's dead. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot I have a baby. And you know, you're going to get the text like the baby's dead. Yeah. So it's not going to come alive. Yeah. So it doesn't matter when I come home. Because, <laughs> like, you know, now, now I need a sad BJ from one of these chicks. You know how much puss you can score if you're at the club? Like, check it out, man. My baby just died. What ever, the fuck? You ever had a chick you're fucking her and she just tells you the most traumatic shit? You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you just had an abortion. Yeah. So anyways, uh, you trying to suck this dick or no? Nah? You're so just like, whoa, where saying. do I go from here? Like, I get what you're saying. I can come in you and when we'll sort it out later. Like, I'm sure the infancy thing is a magical moment for parents and stuff. And, like, trust me, I want to be there. But, like, I but really. But it's, it's the dog thing. Like you said. The diaper you, shit. If you, the don't raise it, if you don't raise it from the puppy age, you don't know how it's raised. Sometimes, Miguel, you can swoop right in and be like that. That's that, where you like need to be uncle. a stepdad, man. You can be like the uncle. Like, hey, little shit. You want to go to Disney? Like, oh, my God. Not you understand you're the, me? Not, not when you're like the dad. dad. Because, yeah, you were, well, because you're the shit that never was there. Maybe if I just showed up when it counts. Like, he doesn't really have a fucking memory until around five anyway. So, you like, you know what? Superimpose all these pictures of you there and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Look at this. Boy, your mom's a goddamn liar. This is when we went to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> this is, uh, I got some face swaps that shows me, you, at Disney, <laughs> and you and those fucking ice cream cones, boy. How do you explain these Photoshop receipts? Exactly. What do you mean you didn't get all that goddamn diaper money I sent you, you little shit? This woman held that money? Unacceptable. That's what's sad, because we know, you know, most guys are just like, fuck this, I'm out. And then yeah. they hope it just goes away. It's like an STD. Like, ah, maybe it won't come back. Yeah. But every now and then, you know, Christmas comes around, and kid gets, graduates fucking elementary school or something, and the, the parent, it, it's such a... Because there's emotions involved between the two parents that that actually does a disservice to the child. Because there's so many yeah. children out there that grow up having animosity towards like their father that you know damn good and well that mom was a fucking psycho-ass bitch. And he was like, I can make another. Yeah. He's Just like, keep it moving. Fucking. Hey, kid. Like, I, met, I met your mom on spring break outside of a Waffle House. And I mean... It was a great fuck, but I never expected to love her or anything that came out of her. So oh, there man. should there should literally be like, uh, like you know, like <laughs> when, Let me ask, what do you yeah. think about abortion? We've talked about it last episode, man. You know, sometimes you got to clip do, something. Do you, do you think do you think there should be like a uh, like a a clause to where like the man has a choice? Because if he has to be financially burdened by it. Uh, I mean, responsible. I, I know the word burden is such a harsh word. Oh, no, but if you're listening think, to this think, podcast, you're going to be okay with it. I nailed it. Um, see, man, it's a rough one because, no, I do get it. Like, what if what if this guy's like, I love you. I want to have this baby. I, I don't care. I'll take the baby. I just don't want this baby, you know, clipped. And she's like, no, I'm putting a hit on this baby. What if you and, get, like, child support credit? Like, if you get some chick pregnant and then she kills the baby, but you're like, no, I want to keep it. So then if you have another baby somewhere else, then well, you, you don't have, have to, to pay the child support because your last baby was killed. You'd have to have you it got with credit, her. baby. You'd have to have it with her, though, probably. 
So you'd have to get child support. Oh, with what? Her. You're not doing rollover baby points? No, not on, not if you're going to another subscriber. Oh, you know, fuck. <laughs> like if you're going to another payment plan. No. Hello, Verizon. I'd like to cancel my yeah. pl- my 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 fucking. But if plan. you got a scally who like clipped three of your babies and then she has one, the judge is like, you don't have to show up till he's nine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just fucking. I think there should be like you should have to get a certificate to reproduce. Like if you don't have like a stable job or like you know. Well, that means you couldn't fuck though. It's true. Because that's where they Which would is stop probably it. good. But what would you do? I mean, like... What would you do? Because, I mean, you're fucking six scallies raw dog, Mike. Like... Whoa, hey. Yeah, I'm just saying, Hey, man. hey, man. Hey, guy. Hey, hey. guy. Hey, man. Hey, I'm just saying, Hey, man. man. If hey. the streets can't know it, don't live it. You know? <laughs> you heard? I'm real out here in these streets. But what would you do? Like, I mean, what if they told you, like, okay... If you, the only way you could fuck is if you and this girl go into an agreement that if she gets pregnant, you already know what you guys Horny are motherfuckers do. will sign anything. Oh, I'll be... Like you the pro- sign over like my the- kidney. Like, right. oh, I- I'm fucking? It'd oh, be- here you go. You can have everything, baby. You're it'd, good. It'd be like the prom promise all over again. I'm like, where do I sign? Give me a discount on my tuxedo. You know? <laughs> fucking sure. I'm not going to be drinking and doing drugs on prom night. The dare shirt? I, I still kept my promise to that fucking tiger, by the way. <laughs> Never did drugs. Never did drugs. Did, I, got, I, did, I got the shirt and the hat. I think I got like a slap band, like little slap bands. <laughs> all the goodies. I got all the. I got the fucking don't do drugs, kid, because we're gonna have to arrest you in about five more years. I had a dare frisbee, and I remember us breaking weed up and uh, going to fucking Myrtle Beach, just on the dare frisbee, breaking our weed up. Blasphemy! I tell you this much: dare to talk about dare. Uh, dare had me terrified of drugs when I was like in first and second grade. Like, rightfully, Dare had me believing if you were near somebody who smoked crack, you were going to get high and kill somebody. Which also, you shouldn't be near someone while they're smoking crack. If you're near someone while they're smoking crack, you're no better than they are. Nobody's ever been right next to somebody blasting a stone and they're in a good part of their life. You know, so. Yeah, it's shit like you do under a bridge by yourself. Like, yeah. people smoke weed, you know, do coke and shit. You know, but it's like, hey, you want to come over and do some heroin with me? Yeah. I, I never heard that conversation. Cocaine should be like Taco Bell, never while the sun's up. You know, <laughs> you should never. It should never be done while there's sun. Don't you blaspheme, my Lord and Savior, Taco Bell. Taco Bell should not be an option. I had this girl get, get, give me so much. Hey, Taco shit. Bell yesterday. Because Taco, you I, you ate Taco Bell today too. I heard Courtney told there was me leftovers. Yeah, yes, she said people were like seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, <laughs> the whole fucking cold Taco Bell. Hell yeah. Yeah, if you eat Taco Bell in the daytime, you don't love yourself. Mm. Like, Taco Bell is a nighttime, this is all we got option. You're never just like, everything's still open? Cool, let's go to Taco Bell. (laughs) It's more like, oh, I'm broke as fuck? Shit, I can get full on $4? Yeah. And have leftovers? I'm about that. Yeah. Taco Bell. Everything's made of Mountain Dew in Taco Bell. Like, Like, you want this Mountain Dew Baja burrito? And I'm like, what's a Mountain Dew Baja burrito? Like, filled inside with Mountain Dew, covered with Mountain Dew sauce, somehow Cool Ranch, and marshmallows. I feel like whoever the marketing director at, uh, like, Honeycone uh, Mountain Dew in NASCAR <laughs> is over there in the Taco Bell kitchen. Be like, I know what they're going to like. We inject this fucking burrito with fucking Mountain Dew. Taco Bell and Mountain Dew have some sort of blood oath with one another. Like, they escaped from prison together. And they're like, where I go, you go. And this is my homeboy Doritos. He's solid as fuck. Yeah, it's like gang gang turf, turf wars with soda companies. Like, yeah. oh, we only serve Pepsi products. Ooh. And there's some people like, I, you know, here's the deal. I, I'd rather have Coke 
Coca-Cola, it tastes better to me in their product. To this day, I still don't remember what the fucking Coke products are. Like, we only sell Coke products. I, I'm asking what the fuck you have. I don't know what the fuck they are. I'm, I don't walk around with a legend. No I one, still don't even know. Fuck, no I else, barely remember History Channel on DirecTV, what you know number what, that Mike, is. Though? You're right. No one else does that, though. You don't go to, like, no one else tells you, like, we only serve, and they give you the parent company name. You know? <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. We only have Viacom shows. What does that mean? You know, Viacom shows like Viacom Mountain Dew Baja Blast. <laughs> I once heard that like Taco or um, uh, Coca Cola pays some crazy ungodly amount of money just to have like McDonald's as like their carrier. And, and I, I, I don't quote me on any of this shit because I'm not Mister Factoid, as you fucking probably think- already know if you've been listening to the show. But. I think there is some. They have an agreement where they pay for like the licensing to to be their I official think, drink. I think also Coke and, and, and McDonald's are so embedded with each other that America would flip the fuck out if they were like, "Hey guys, McDonald's is now going to offer Pepsi products." You think the Capitol got stormed over a vote? Oh man, fucking and McDonald's is going to get stormed. I'm going to be holding hands with a neo-Nazi, and we're going to be like, "We're not going to lose this. Not in my America." Remember when McDonald's took away High C? They took away High hey, C. Hey, what you mean? I, do I, I talk? I, I still go there all the time. Flip like, the fuck out. Let me get out large High C, no ice. Like, sorry, sir, we don't ha- we don't carry High C anymore. I was like, you mother. You have like, to cheat the system. Yeah. So Phantom with water in it. <laughs> no, well, they took away my fucking. Uh, they took away my. Um, oh, Your Mexi melt at Taco Mexi Bell. Melt. So I say, oh, you don't got Mexi melts no more. Okay. So I went back to the drawing board, came back home, and was like, "You reverse right, engineered a, a Mexi <laughs> No, I did last night. I got, I said, "Give me two cheesy roll-ups with pico, beef, and sour cream." Boom! Guess what? The Mexi meal is back. It's like three ninety-five when you do it like that too. Because I remember I picked you and Steven up a bunch of them, and uh, I was like, cool. "I went to Taco Bell in the daytime, already feeling like shit doing this," and I ordered like a five-dollar box, and then I got, you know, I was like, "Let me get the other meals." The, the dude was like, "Cool." Uh, it's twenty four nine. I was like, "What the fuck?" And he, each Mexi melt now with add pico, add sour cream, and add beef is like three dollars and fifty cents a piece. Every time there's like a Facebook group to sign the stop the peti- petition, the fucking Taco Bell getting rid of the Mexican pizza. I'm like, I'm fucking liking the shit out of it. I'm making burner accounts to like it. I'm like, stop <laughs> fucking with my goddamn menu. And you know what Taco Bell did? They got rid of anything that just wasn't a different geometric shape. Like, if it involved a different product, like the Mexican pizza involved a flat, like another kind of tortilla. So they're like, what the fuck? We can't have this. Now Taco Bell is just a series of geometric shapes with the same ingredients inside of them. Pretty soon they're just going to be like, do you want a half moon? Would you care for a star? They're going to make that fortune telling thing we did when we were kids. <laughs> it's just going to be made of tortilla. I mean, they want to just give us tortilla, cheese, some beef, and some tomatoes and throw in a fucking bucket and be like, and that's pretty much what Chipotle did. They're like, you know what? We got an idea. And they're owned also by McDonald's too. By yeah. Them. Or they were at one I point. I think they were, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I think they still are, yeah. That show on History Channel. The food that made America, and I'm watching all these like old school, like the origins of Hershey chocolate and and uh, General Post and fucking Kellogg's. Listen, you think things are fucking cutthroat now in business? You sh- back in the day, oh my, these motherfuckers were hating on each other hard. They literally formed the FDA. They're like, well. I heard they're putting in dead fucking rats in their shit over there. And Hershey's Sony is to like, stop them. Hershey's like, you know, goddamn well we all put dead rats in it. Stop being so arrogant, General Mills. Uh, so Kellogg's and Post had like a, a beef. First, the Kellogg's, they were like, it was brothers. And then 
they uh one of them wanted to buy him out when he then he sold it and then he the brother who sold it went ahead and later on started the company back up and he's like well that's my last name i own the name you know he's like what the fuck and then i guess there was like a fire and they're fucking they had this giant like roller there's like some i just imagine like Gutenberg's press, some giant, <laughs> you know, like a little thing you wind and shit. It yeah. makes the music from like Hallmark and shit. Some giant thing pressing fucking Kellogg's flakes, and then um, there was a fire, and I guess post um, cereal got got slick and did something like, "Hey, we're gonna pay you, but we we're we you can never ever make another one of these these presses again." So we own the rights to it, and they're like, "All right," and then. After that fucking mysterious fire, Kellogg's like, yo, we need another one. He's saying, oh, sorry, we can't do that. And he's like, what the fuck? And they just lost their minds. They outsmarted them. But then they were like, all right. They came back to the drawing board, and they were like, well, you can't sell us a new one, but can you fix our old one? And they did. It's like all these crazy beefs and shit and uh, child fucking labor laws. Oh, like all these they, cool things came into place very early. You with know the they were flipping state. out with child labor laws. They were like, I would have loved. You took our slaves from yeah. us. Now you want to take our kids' <laughs> slaves? Exactly. You know, there's some guy sitting Bullshit. there in Congress like, I never thought I'd live to see this day. You took the goddamn slaves. You're telling women they could vote. And now, hold your fucking breath, everybody. An eight-year-old can't work in a goddamn steel mill. What the fuck is happening to this country? Next, you're going to let Indians own houses. It's fucking ridiculous. The shit that went on back in the day was like, man, they were fucking just throwing whatever they wanted into ingredients and shit. And well, The secret to marketing. Making, making a good jello is glass. Lots of healthy glass. Maybe that's why we're us. We're still kind of maybe alive. Maybe we owe it to the the FDA to fucking regulate. The, I think I think we definitely owe some to the FDA because I know that there was probably a time when they were like a healthy baby has a little mercury in his blood. Johnson's mercury because a smaller baby is sexier. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they they were definitely marketing some crazy. It was like the wild wild west, and. What's crazy is you think about some of the, if you watch that show, you think about some of the uh, major, major worldwide recognized brands that we all know we could never imagine. Like being the, shady and stuff too. The yeah. earth like ever existing without Heinz yeah. 57 yeah. ketchup or fucking, you know, all these like yeah. uh, um, bird's eye, like all these companies that like re- revolutionized technology and shipping. Yeah. And, uh. You just think about, damn! You watch so many shows like these motherfuckers almost didn't make it. Like they were going yeah. broke uh, the, when the the Great Depression happened. These motherfuckers were like p- paying their employees in chocolate and shit. They made a whole town. They tried to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah, all they had like a whole. It was like this. I was like, damn, this kind of reminds me of the Sausage Castle. Like <laughs> anytime right, guys, I you see live here, sh- work here, eat here. Mike, fuck let here. me tell you. Anytime I see something that skirts the law to survive, I'm like, that reminds me of the Sausage Castle. I'm like, it's oh, true. like I think about the Sausage Castle a lot of times when I think about like a coal mining town in West Virginia where it's like, well, what do you use with money? I'm not going to pay you in money, but I tell you what, get anything you want from the company store. Take any mask you want. Okay, it's true. You did really good this week. You get a bonus mask. You know? Which is which blows my mind because people around here now they're like, huh, um, I, I can't do this for less than a thousand dollars a week. I'm like, motherfucker, I know people and myself they were working for a thousand dollars a year, and that's if we got it. Mike, like, you you are that guy in Congress. Like, what the fuck is going on? Let me excuse me, Mister Congressman. Now they want to get paid. 
Now they want to get paid for their work? Well, we had we had some former employees that were with us for a while that um, when when they found out they had already gone off and done their own thing and they found out that I was actually hiring people and paying them, they were like, It was what? anger. <laughs> they were like, they were coming up here trying to fight people like, oh, you got a job, huh? You ain't shit. Fuck you. I, you know how long I fucking dug holes around here and painted shit for nothing, for rock star and hot dogs and some blowjobs occasionally. See, and that's what they forget. The rock star and hot dogs keep you going in between the blowjobs. They could use money to buy the Rockstar and hot dogs, but they would have never been able to get some of the experiences they got. This house was built on blowjobs, Rockstar, energy drinks, and hot dogs. Yeah, some places are built on Indian burial grounds. Fuck that. Ours is built on just the ghost of Scally's past. No, I always tell, like, when we're getting ready to do, like, a big show on tour, I always tell the Busey Beauties, I mean, hey, listen, ladies, uh... We're here right now because of the the sacrifices of the girls before. Like I I had girls that would fly from fucking England, work for free for a whole month, and then we'd be we'd be still trying to hustle like some pizza and shit. Like how are we gonna eat tonight? Like we would be like, there were times that you know we would get we'd have some company and they would pay for some merch and they'd have like their giant ass logo on it and like a little small like and it was like yo we just sell these things. We were like, dude, we were we were just trying to make the make shit happen, man. I, and, and I think the, the early days of kicking it with you, like Sausage Castle Seven, remind me of the early episodes of Married with Children, where the Bundys just didn't eat. You know, like there was just tons of time looking in the fridge, yeah. nothing in there, you know, nothing. And then it was it was magical when not accurate. You know, when when Mike would uh, he'd take him upstairs to his like room area, and he'd be like, you know, hey, do you. I got, I got some Tampico orange juice here if you want some. <laughs> it's like, no, bro. I don't want the communal orange juice that everybody's had. But it was such a, like, I got you. It was such of him being like, hey, this is all I have. But it's yours, too, if you want. And it's like, thank you. It's it's a warm feeling. But I'm also going to get my own orange juice. Like, oh, this old rich-ass motherfucker coming in with his own orange juice. To this day, even though there's been a whole lot of money fly through my account and fly right out of it, to this day, I still, like, just feel awkward wasting liquor or because there were times where like i literally would only have like half a bottle of like rum or vodka and i'm like fuck and how am i gonna get drunk and then they're gonna get drunk so i had to do what was right i had to let these bitches get drunk and and had to push through the aggravation of me being sober while they're annoying the shit i mean knowing that hopefully maybe i'd get lucky that night and uh, it's a uh, eating. Like I, I hate throwing. Like the only way I can even slightly, slightly be okay when food doesn't get eaten around here because I know I give it to the pigs. Yeah. And it's like at least it's not going to waste. Yeah. And I don't know. I just there's just certain things I'm just like. No matter no matter how much money has come through the hands of this business. I still am extremely grateful for everything that's ever came. Sometimes I look around and I get angry. Like right now we're in this room and I remember we spent $6,000 on these sequence curtains. And it was one of those things that I looked all over the, I damn near almost flew to China to like find some seamstress to make me this shit and could not get a better price on 12 foot sequence curtains. And uh, that's why these curtains will never go, no matter what we talk about here. Out of spite, hell the <laughs> fuck no! It is not happening. It's not happening. I refused to fucking put them away because I'm just like, damn, we've put. And I remember even 
years into this, you know, we've obviously made some money and we recouped our costs and stuff and kept moving. But $6,000 in the secrets curtains really fucking still aggravate me. Still, still hurts <laughs> me inside. I remember when we were uh, decorating the rooms, uh, the Prince room, the Playboy room, the Marilyn room, and when we were getting all set up, and I remember <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't approve the Amazon purchases. Like when you would. uh, There's shit in there right now I can't approve. What do you mean? I, I, there's well, like $1,000 in there of pirate ship stuff I want to buy that I'm like, oh, got to wait. You gotta recently, wait. but you recently got to the point where you can actually click on it because you used to make me click the buy on Amazon. It's with, true. And I was, and, and to let you guys know, I was always like, what the fuck? Like, I remember you got Tucker to do it a couple times because you didn't want me to see <laughs> because I would be like, Thirty-six thousand fucking dollars. What are we doing? Like, no, 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 no. This is the, this is the la- this is Mike's famous line. He always tells me this is the last thing we're gonna buy on Amazon. It's the last thing, Miguel. It's the last thing we're gonna buy. There's no lie that one day I was driving into work and there was an Amazon truck coming from the distribution center and I was following it and I was laughing because I was like, uh, it's probably coming to the house. And that motherfucker got all the way over here to ranch, and I had to let him in the gate. <laughs> I was like, it is coming here. We used to get so much Amazon that the post office would have to tell us to come to the post office and get it because they didn't have a vehicle big enough to bring it to us. Yeah, before they were um, like hiring all these people driving around in these like uh, gray vans, they were like they were delivering it that way. Yeah, and we'd just get a note from the post office. All your Amazon's here, but we can't bring it to you. It's fucking crazy. Like, or so. do you ever look at anything in the house though and say, "Why did I buy that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I do. I do all the time. I stare at petrified snakes and I'm like, "Why are blasphemy?" They- <laughs> That's blasphemy three, Miguel. You're on your final strike. No, there's. I mean, there's. I could literally look in just this room alone and be like, "All right, there's some cotton candy mix on top of that big ass." I bought that. I paid four thousand dollars for that refrigerator just for people who don't pay rent to live here to keep their shit in and it still started like turf wars like hey essay <laughs> i heard you ate my chipotle hey, yo they, we used to have a saying. me and adam used to have a saying you know what's the most delicious thing robert's milk because <laughs> we would come over here <laughs> and then hey i would i would even uh i told robert i said hey robert one day i go i'm gonna come in here i'm gonna draw a line on your milk so that you know if other people have been drinking it. He was like, thanks, Miguel. And I drew the line, but there was still like this much milk above it so that I could pour myself. I just poured myself a big-ass glass. I poured Adam a glass. And then Robert came in. He was like, it looks like it's lower than it was earlier. I was like, how could it be lower, Robert? Look at the line. <laughs> Science. Yeah. Now you're just lying to me, and I don't, I don't appreciate that. I think that's like the core of you becoming either a good person or a shitty person is if someone goes, hey, you drink my milk, and you and there's that one second pause in your mind, like, all right, I can be honest and, and tell them the truth, or I can just fucking flat out deny this shit. Yeah. And when I was younger, I'd be like, no, I didn't touch that milk, and then be like later on, like literally wiping the milk off my fucking mustache. <laughs> but when you become honest, and sometimes it's like, hey, uh, I've always had a very core principle value on this, like, don't open it and don't finish it. Yeah. Long as you're in that area, and in, and in if you and if you tell me, <laughs> I love that gray area. Though, don't open it, don't finish it. If you don't open it, you're good. And if you don't finish it, because there's that middle area. That was cool. that was the rule in my house. And then, and then you tell me. Yeah. You check in. Hey, yeah. what's up, Mike? Hey, man. Uh, sorry, bro. I uh, I grabbed a thing of milk. And you can lie to me, underestimate it. You could have had four bowls of milk. As long as you told me you had one bowl yeah. of milk, we're good. 
That's in how my, it always in, been. In my house growing up, you were not allowed to open something without my mom's permission. And that used to suck because I would wake up and be like, I want some cereal. And I'd be like, fuck, <laughs> it's in the box. But like, and it's just like, it was the check-in policy with my mom. You weren't allowed to open shit unless you got the, unless you got the okay from her. To this day, if I see somebody walk into my refrigerator and I didn't like let them and invite them and bless them, and they didn't ask me, the childhood me is like, what I see, the fuck is this motherfucker doing in my refrigerator? Yo, I see motherfuckers touching AC. I see kids adjusting the AC in their house, and I'm like, what Ooh, the fuck? Ballsy motherfuckers. I'm like, who runs this operation? Like, we weren't allowed. Like, I lived on base housing half my life where you don't pay electricity, and we were not allowed to touch the AC. Like, you know, what's it was one of just, the things that your your dad was so hung up on that, you know, now means nothing. But it was all about principle back then. Uh, no holes in your jeans. Like my dad, if you that's saw, where I that's where I draw the line. You oh, fucking Miguel. He see holes in my jeans. Like, you, you running around looking like a punk. People are going to think you're a punk. Hey, bottle. Yeah. And he's like, you look like you're poor. And when you know, this is like 80s when holes in the jeans were in style. And he was like, you're going to look poor, and I'm not going to have that. I work hard for you to not look poor. And I was like, I get it, but it's the style. And he's like, I don't give a fuck what the style is. You're not going to look poor. I work hard. What's the one thing that you look forward to the most when you moved out? You're like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to stay up as late as I want. What's that one thing? Honestly, when I moved out, it was having girls spend the night. Hell yeah. Because, and here's the deal. The first time I ever spent the night with a girl was Myra Martinez, and we were in junior high, and the neighbors across, this is a horrible story of never never let kids have the keys to a house. The neighbors across the street, Cheryl, uh, her and her family went away for the summer, and they gave Myra the key to look after the house, and she would literally have us over. We'd be partying. We did horrible shit. We drew a target in the wall. And Everyone's we the- drinking Capri Suns oh, without no straw. We, we're like fourteen. Everybody's getting drunk. We we drew a target on the wall, and we were throwing knives like fucking. Whoa, yeah, we whoa, were bad. Miguel. We were bad. But uh, it was a rainy day, and it was probably like six o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night, and uh, one of your cousins did drywall. <laughs> Got me nervous on that one, and. Me and Myra got into the master bedroom, mm. and we were listening. And this was like Elevators by Outcast was on the radio, yeah. Candy Rain. Yeah, all these like dope jams. And we just laid in bed, and we didn't hook up or anything like that. We just kissed and made out a little bit. and then Which was good out. enough back then, mm-hmm. you fucking ungrateful, horny but, shits. But, Mike, we fell asleep together. Oh. And it was the first time in my life I had slept with like a girl in my arms, wow. little hand on the booty, legs wrapped around Never me. Never want to leave this. Uh uh-uh. uh. And she was in her little like shorts. She wasn't in panties or anything. She oh. was like in shorts. Oh. And, and we fell asleep like kissing and making out. And then we woke up and it was like you know eleven or twelve o'clock at night. She's like, I gotta go back over to my house. We made out for a little bit. Oh. And I was like, it took me like dick rock hard like rock a rottweiler. And I was like, that's ninth grade hard. Yeah. This was eighth grade summer. Burning hard. And so it was years. It was it wasn't until honestly until like almost I would say tenth grade, because we would go on I was in a club that would go on trips, that I ever had a girl in my bed at night again. You know, like a, like the hotel and this was a hotel room. But it was senior year. My mom moved to Florida 
And in like my junior year, me and BJ, my cousin, we uh, oh we BJ, lived, yeah, we lived on our own. We got our own apartment. It was the apartment that I grew up in. Fuck there. you, mom, dad. I'm doing it myself. No, it was more like mom was like, if you graduate, because I was like, mom, if I don't want to move anymore, we moved my whole life all the time. Every Hi, two- Miguel, if you get straight A's, I'll let you come over and she just knew let Sally blow you. I, I basically was like, mom, if if you move to Florida, I'm not going. I'll, to, I'll figure something out on my own. But I'm tired of moving. You know, my whole life, every two to four years, just like you, I moved around. You know, yeah. so she let she being the fucking coolest toughest mom who cared was like if you promise me you're gonna graduate high school i will let you stay in the apartment and you guys will pay rent based on she was like until you're 18 I'll, you, you you get child support for your dad you'll pay the rent and once you're 18 you'll be work. she knew i was working always so they gave they let me stay at my own place and the first night she let me stay at my own place my buddy lewis rest in peace came over with these three girls from stratford high school the rival high school and i was making out with the chick and a little oh, finger banging yeah. and i was like sad because my mom had moved and my sister had moved you know and i was and i was going to be alone wash my tears and these finger i wash my tears and two fingers deep hell yeah and woke up in the morning like a man oh, it's it's crazy when you're younger the simplistic things mean so much yeah and uh it's crazy too because it kind of kind of comes back and bites you later on because when you stop getting good Christmas presents and and then you start having to buy people shit, you know, you're like, oh, fuck, I got I to gotta buy them shit? Yeah. This $20, $20 bill from fucking uncle and aunt, they're going to stop flowing in if I yeah. don't start reciprocating here a little bit. I need to start fucking figuring some shit out. Feeling like a scumbag, you know, showing up empty-handed. Did you ever get super jealous? Like, I remember BJ got a job when he was, like, 14 at a mattress factory, like, basically child labor. And I was like, they're paying you $10 an hour? He was like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck, man? Sign me up. Dude, my friend David Bent, he had a job. I forget what it was. He was making $10 an hour. I was like, and at the time, my first job was uh, I was a dishwasher slash cook at Fat Boys Barbecue in St. Cloud, Florida. I've been to Fat Boys. Making $5.15 an hour. Minimum wage. Which means, you know, it's technically minimum wage means like, well, we'd pay you less if we could. <laughs> yeah. But here you go. This is, this is because some asshole yelled at Congress in 1920. So um, I just, you always ask some friends like, oh, you got a job. Or some, most of your friends get like the summer jobs. Yeah. Then you had like the rich kid. His parents like owned a construction company and he was like the fucking foreman out there on a roofing company and he was making 500 bucks a week and you were just mind yeah. blown like what the fuck I, I i went to a butcher shop to get a job and i really wanted the job because i i think you you agree with me there were jobs that men did like barber butcher shop mechanic you know yeah. they sounded like cool jobs later on we got older and we were like telemarketing this and this but i went to the butcher shop and i went in there and i was like uh you know i was like and they had animals in the back and stuff and i was like i want to I want to work here in the butcher shop, and they had like a farm behind them. Even though it was one of those places that wasn't in like a country area, it just had land in the middle of like like the suburbs. So I went to the butcher shop. I walked in there, and the guy he's like just cleaning blood off his hand. And he's like, "If I bring you a live sheep, you gonna be able to slit its throat?" And I was just looking at him. He's like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I thought I'd be cleaning the floor. <laughs> we we always hated, but also secretly loved that old head dude. Yeah. Who worked anywhere, and he just looked at us like, hey, you little fucking shit. Yeah. Hey, fuck you. I got my fucking, my socks are older than you, you little gist. Yeah. And then they would tell you something every now and then if you stuck around, because it was like hazing, you know? Yeah. Hazing is a is a very important part of life, I feel, that now has become so politically incorrect. 
And I'm not talking about like shoving things up your butt or fucking. I'm talking about busting balls and, and yeah, and, and, like giving them hell, yeah. calling them on their shit. Be like, no, like now yeah. you're just gonna be like, oh, oh well, okay. Like no. you shouldn't do shit to hurt them or like destroy their self esteem, but you need to bring them to a level that you can build them. You, you know? gotta tear them down and build them back up. Yeah, and you and, and the key is, are you really invested in the build them back up? Because there's a lot of people that are invested in the tear them down. So those assholes it's go true. fuck themselves. But if you're invested in the tear them down, build them up, it's it's. It's part of growing up. When I was younger, I uh, when I worked at Fat Boys Barbecue, I had this stoner dude named Bob, and he uh, had long hair and a goatee, and he smoked a lot of weed. He was like a burnout, but he always handled business. Mm. And, uh, yeah, you know, kind of like Steven. He's like, yeah, man, all right. We were right there, and then, you know. No, this guy did, like, a lot of manual labor and yeah. stuff, so not like Steven. But yeah. Anyways, uh this guy would be so cool, but then sometimes I'd be like, he would get real and be like on on point. Like the line would get backed up with tickets, and he's like, motherfucker, not now. And then he's like, whoa. And you're like kind of looking at me like, whoa, this is like the dude I think is so cool. He just checked me. Yeah. And he's being serious right now. That means I got to get fucking serious. Yeah. So you respect him on that level. And then – I was, you know, fucking 15, 16 years old, and there was this other short, uh, heavier set, shaggy hair dude named Matt. And uh, he was a negative asshole. Like, he hated me for the first, like, couple months I worked there. He's like, you motherfucker. He was, like, angry, bitter. He was, like, the type of guy that had, like, kind of okay girlfriend that she yeah. left as soon as some other guy came along, and he's bitter at the world. And,. And then when you get to get past all that, you see he's like a nice guy and he yeah. cares. And if you put in the work, you know he fucking would would stick up for you. And 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 there's a, there was a couple other characters at this place that strongly curbed and influenced me to become a man because they would say some of the most realest shit back in that kitchen. I had this hot little girlfriend, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah." Think you think she likes you? She's fucking some guy with a huge dick right now. And they were saying that shit, like squirting butter on me and like pushing me, like started punching me and shit. And I would fight back because I, you know, I was always I, I love was, the squirting butter. On yeah, because we we had this like uh, this this the this line little, the the hot tray and shit. And well, they have like a, this, a we're in a, imagine this kitchen and uh, it was fucking hot as shit. There's you know we we got a whole the very far right there's a steamer. Then there's like a, a, a flat uh, grill. And then below, next to that to the left, there is uh, two fryers. And then there's the line. And then it's like the, the prep, the expo table. Yeah. And then behind us is like the, the, the anyways, I'm having a whole flashback to the kitchen here. Um, <laughs> no, I was just like, it's just, so we, we, we were always thinking, taking I need the to build butter. That. You were thinking I need to build that right no, now. No, we, we made like booby traps. We would take. <laughs> butter and squirt it on the rails and put it on your handles of shit put it in a glove yeah and you know most restaurants are greasy as fuck and stuff inside you know we would booby trap shit and we'd like fuck with the new dishwasher coming in we would go we would spend more work on booby trapping and we took like uh rubber gloves and we would put water in them and then climb up on top of the hobart dishwasher and tie hobart and then fucking hang it from the ceiling into the little drop yeah. ceiling tile things around the, the metal beam and then take the little fucking toothpicks with the colored little fucking plastic thing and then you put between potatoes. Yeah. And we would take straws and go, <laughs> we start blowing them and the dishwasher would never know why the fuck we're shooting 
these toothpicks with through the like like we're fucking aborigine fucking headhunters in the kitchen when we were just trying to hit the water balloon that we made out of a fucking rubber glove above them and booby trapping shit i would and i started off like i started off washing dishes and i and i always handled every job i ever had with i hate this but i'm gonna make it fun because i'm gonna fuck with people and i'm gonna be the best and i'm gonna get scheduling was everything because i always felt more freedom when i could get the schedule i desired because then it really didn't feel like you're losing because when you're younger i guess as you're older too when you work the desired times that you're okay with and you don't feel like you're missing out on other things. Yeah. You know, that's why people save the weekends and stuff like that. Like, oh. and people want, yeah, I mean, one of the things that you've done pretty well, I, I would say, as a boss that I am always happy and proud with, you've always been like, just let me know to every employee here. Let me know when you need time off. And you've never like tomorrow, been tomorrow, you're not going to be here tomorrow. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Half the staff isn't going to be around because Robbie's gone. Uh, I'm gone. Uh, we, 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 you're going to, he told me he's on his way back. He gets back on Thursday. He said, and then I thought you were going to be gone, uh, this week too, but you're you're sticking around. Fuck. Boss is staying. Well, I'm like, boss is staying. looks like I'm doing some fucking comedy shows for the next three days. Which actually, I will be in town Tell for them. Courtney's birthday uh, now because I've, I've canceled my Minnesota, uh, my Minnesota shows. Uh, they are they're- Long John Silver's looks like a, a BML riot right now. <laughs> yeah. It's on fire. Miguel Colon can't. Do they know you canceled yet? Yeah, I, I already because they fucked up and, and gave that was me no the option. Love, yeah. yeah, they gave me the option. They were like, "Hey, man, right now they're like uh, with COVID and everything. We don't know if we're going to be open." They were like, "If you cancel, you know, we could pay." Like one club paid me. And they're like, you'll just, this is the best. They're like, you know, we'll just schedule you back in April. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but, yeah but of course, of course. I'll be there. Of course. And so then I got a, I'm out in Vasani's. <laughs> uh, when you hear this podcast tomorrow, which is Wednesday, I will be in Vasani's in Port Charlotte, Port Charlotte for a couple days. So I'll be out there for a couple days. And I'll get back Friday night. So Saturday, I will be in town for Courtney's birthday. Courtney's 21st birthday. You hear that every nightclub she's been at? Courtney's 21st oh, birthday. All right. I was going to fucking. <laughs> say 22 but yeah whatever um it's gonna be cool 21st birthday though i, I want i want to uh i want to come saturday and sunday i want to i want to celebrate cordy's 21st birthday because i didn't really have a, a wild 21st birthday i didn't do anything much i was working you know and uh i think to some people man it's a big milestone and then they want to celebrate i think uh i know courtney's pretty chill about stuff like that but i do know that it, it's going to mean something to her so my my girlfriend courtney she is like gonna be twenty one, but her uh, her life has been like the life of like some crazy rug rat fucking gangster <laughs> Central Florida kid. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna go. She's into too been much her detail. mom. Yeah, like two days after she was born, she was her mom. Yeah, and she, we always she's still like dumb that. and does young stupid shit that makes me yeah. want to fucking go like crazy. TikTok. Yeah, like TikToks. But then, then there's times I'm like, whoa, you're way like wise beyond your years. Way, way smarter than I am. Yeah. That I was at that time. Yeah, I definitely think Courtney's got her shit together for, for her age and just for a lot of age. Even if she was older, she would definitely have her shit together. And I think about since I'm 20 years older than her, huh. like this goes back to having the kids thing. It's like, yo, if I had kids, if I, if I got her pregnant tomorrow... Nine months from here, so say it was rounded up to a year. So September, she's gonna have the baby though. Um, by the time that kid is able to talk English and fucking not shit his pants, talk English, yeah. I'll be like forty five, forty six, 
And by the time it's 10, I'll be fucking 50 years old. And then for it to be 20. 60 at 20? What? I'll be 60 years old and that kid will maybe graduate high school? He will be able to kick your ass by the time he's 10. Motherfucking big ass, giant head, small dick child motherfucker. By the time I was 10 years old, my dad was almost 30 and he'd been in the Marine Corps for 12 years. So he could fuck me up. But by the time you're fucking elderly, fucking diabetic, missing a foot, walking with a walker ass, fuck as you, kid, kid. get back here, you motherfucker! Fuck you, dad. Where's the pug? You Come. ain't shit. I'm Come. fucking. I fucked more hoes before all you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind of, it's that awkward moment when you and your dad first get physical, and you know that you could take him, and you don't want him to. Yeah. So he kind of just backs down like a like two two wild bucks in the fucking wilderness, and he realizes because that you know you become a man now. You're like. I know what it's going to cost if I take this old man. I feel like kids don't do that no more. Mm-hmm. I don't. If you don't physically have a stand-down fist fight with your dad by the time Does you're he like even 18, love you? 19, like, did, was he really your father? Yeah. He's so. definitely not your real dad if he hasn't tried to fucking old school box your ass. Like, you, if you haven't come home and seen your dad and one of your uncles wrapping his wrist and he's like, it's go time, boy. You know? <laughs> it sucks because we, 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 uh, when we're kids... We we think our dads are He Man and Superman and they're they're invincible. And uh Have you ever seen your dad cry? Yeah, very few times. I saw my dad cry once, uh and he it was, kills you. It broke my heart. He was crying because and this for me, I was probably like thirteen years old and I had I I'd gotten Caught arrested. Caught you for his blowjob? No, I got arrested again for hanging out with the wrong crew of guys. Your dad cried and when you were got arrested? No, when me and him were talking, me and him we had this long talk and he was like, Why are you fucking up? Blah 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 and I you know That and scared my, you straight. No, him no him and my but him and my mom were uh we're separating everything, and I just laid all the shit out to him. I was like, you are never around, you blah, blah, blah. And I just, for the first time ever in my life, I told my dad everything I had thought at that moment oh, about shit. about him not being around and him drinking it's and him deep. starting. And uh, he went to say, listen, and his voice cracked with tears. Oh, shit, and he didn't fucking bawl or anything in front of me. He was just like, listen, listen. And I saw him wipe the tears, and I was like, oh, my God. I just made my dad fucking tear Me- up. Meanwhile, your dad's like, this bottle's totally buying it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know how to get out of this one. I'm going to do what my dad did and fucking crack a voice on him and pretend like I'm... But no, nah, man, he literally, like, his voice cracked, and you could tell, like, he just had his, like, 12 or 13-year-old son just tell him that, you know, I'm sick of your shit and this. And he wasn't a bad dad. It's just, it, you you see what you see as a kid... And you see the fighting, and you see little things, and he definitely wasn't a good husband. That's where my father fucked up. He wasn't a good husband. But when you see a bad husband, and you think that that and that equate, and my mom was really good. My mom was always like, "Your father's a good father. He's a bad husband. He's a good father." You know. See, that's good. I feel like now, at least she was honest. My mom was always straight up. My mom was like, "Your dad provided for." My mom would tell us like, like when my dad started dating his new wife now terry who's been a part of our family for 20 some years you know but my mom you know my mom wasn't gonna have her in her house you know but my mom was like telling us straight up you respect your father's wife you respect her you know now my mom wasn't like come hang out and now she is i mean they've been friends now for you know oh a couple decades but at the time i always thought how big of a deal here's my mom telling me 
that, you know, her ex-husband's wife now making sure, because she knew we didn't like it. You know, at first we were just like, who the fuck is this person? And then my mom was dating this guy, Benny, and I didn't like him at first. But then you got to understand, he's living in my house, helping us out. So I'm more like, no, this guy's with us, you know? Oh, and, I, I scored a couple of fucking, a couple of cool uh, come-ups a couple step times. Little stepdaddies, little stepdaddy run? They were, they were like yeah, guys just, that were trying to fuck my mom. Yeah. And I was like, what's up? Hey man, you got you got me some basketball cards. <laughs> you got to check in. I remember one time they t- we took they took they took me and my sister bowling all this bullshit, and I wasn't buying none of it. The, even the Pizza Hut stop, I wasn't buying it. Had my arms full. I was like, all right, I have another piece, whatever. And I just looking at him like, mm, you trying to fuck? I could tell. I could just feel it. But then uh, he took us bowling all this stuff. He's like, all right, well, I hope you had a good night. It was really great meeting you. I was like, hey man, what's up with the basketball cards, man? <laughs> And I remember him taking me into a Short gas. The it, package. Was, it was a Cumberland Farms gas station, and he had to go get me. I said, one pack? What would you mean, one pack? What's that going to, like, come on, man. Yeah. So he went and got me, like, four packs, and then I was like, all right, this will do for now. And, like, I, and that, that's the moment I knew that my, my love could be bought. Yeah. And, and he, I never seen him again, but I definitely got four packs of basketball cards out of his ass. My cousin BJ, when his mom was single, she – she was dating a couple guys, and one of them was a cop. And I remember he took us to the movies. We went to go see uh, Dust Till Dawn. Took me, Nate, Willie, and BJ to the Jeez, movies. Jesus, how old were you? We were like 13, man. Damn. We, that's, we he to, was like, all right, we're going to fuck go with this kid's mom. I'm going to let him see all the titties he wants. Yeah, he didn't go with us. So oh, okay, we had, that changes. We nice. had to buy tickets to fucking like Jumanji or some bullshit and do the hop. All dogs go to heaven. Yeah. Movie, um, theater 12, please. And BJ never did Sneak it. Sneak over there, see Dust Hill Don, you're beating it in the back in the dark. He never had the balls to do it. So the three of us, me, Willie, and Nate, jumped in to go see Dust Hill Dawn, which at that time was like our favorite movie. It was like titties and vampires and fucking Mexican gangsters. We were talking about it for months. But BJ, you know, he sat there and watched like Home Alone 3 or whatever the fuck he went to go see. Well, this is what's fucked up. The movie we'd say, we, we said we were going to go see like Jumanji or whatever, and it was supposed to be done at 9, and Dust Till Dawn was done at like 9.20. So BJ's mom's boyfriend shows up, the cop, and he's furious because we're late, but fucking like rager furious to the point where we're like, yo, this dude cannot date your mom. You know, like this guy, this cop does not to be need to be around any black uh-uh. people. And he, yeah, yeah, he literally was like, "What the fuck? You said this is." He was so pissed off that when we were driving home, just kidding, saw, cop friends, just he, kidding. Just he kidding. saw <laughs> it's comedy. He just saw somebody relax. speeding, and we weren't in our county, and he pulled him over. Wow, he yeah, was that all, pissed, and he was yelling at them and everything. And I was just like watching this, and I was like, "BJ, it's a white his, cop." Yeah, I was like, oh. "His, oh, yeah, I was like, his dick." Can't go in your mom. Oh, Taco Berry. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Uh, I needed some Commandant Lassard, and this motherfucker was. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck was he when I needed him? Yeah. But man, uh, but Mike. Let me guess. That's we're coming first. to the point. This is the first half. This is a good half. I enjoyed this one. It was, it was fun. It was, fun. It was all right. It was cool. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> the, the second. If you thought the first half was good, wait till you hear the second. This is what I say during sex, and just like that, I hope I can hold it up. You know, <laughs> but guys, when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more. You're listening to the Mike Busey podcast. Does your life suck? Are you tired of the same shitty old dead end job? Has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Knock, knock, because here's your opportunity to change your life for just under a dollar a day. Become a member of MikeBusey.com right now, and you'll enjoy the following. Some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never-seen-before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. 
Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for, bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox, because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff, but for me, I'm more about the coming down, the parties. Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It, it's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeBeasy.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat. It's an experience. As a member of MikeBeasy.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at Mike Beasy's personal home, the world-famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy Members Weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights camping, drinking, sucking and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience. During members weekends, you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest, craziest, wildest ladies you'll ever imagine. The beauty beauties. Don't worry, campers. We've gone an extra mile here at the Sausage Castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell of a camping experience. I've been following Mike Busey for quite a while. I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's the best, been the best three months of my life. So Memberships is you're missing out. I, I, I started following Mike Busey about, a, about two years ago, and the guy's a real guy. And it uh, allows people to come here. They're like outcasts oh, of society, and they fit in well. And uh, I was like, yeah, Team I got to fuck with this guy. Man, I've been following Mike about two months. Became a member a month ago. So, but I'm, I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle. Having a great day of fucking the drunken field dead. All I can say is America right now. Follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America. For you. Follow Mike Busey. Become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. I hope you're hungry, because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track, swim in our lake, enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers. The only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer. Live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, air boating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade, epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each member's weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Yeah, that's right, Team White, Team Blue, not Team Black because they lose. Oh, right, it's like that, Big Mike. It's Team Black, bro, even though we lost all our all our stuff so far. The Members Weekend, I'm going to put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic time of my life. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is just, it, it's life. It's, it's amazing. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to meet everybody, to see how cool everybody is, how loving they are, and just how chill they are. They're just real people like us. Like, it, I don't even think it's about the money. It's about the pride at some point. Some of these people, they get, they're so passionate about winning it 
that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full functioning recording studio? We've got some of the industry's premier equipment in our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's going to show up at the Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities, rappers, rock stars, athletes, models, and porn stars that have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At Members Weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as all the members head downtown Orlando. We've been known to take the party to the streets. Nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun. Or enjoy an evening on the seven seas as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures. You never know where Mike Busey's gonna take you and the rest of the members during Members Weekends. Just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride. Not everyone can make it to Members Weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free, backstage or even on stage. Oh yes, if you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. My name's Vince from LA. Been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, just do it. Once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's a, such a debauchery that it, it's oh a good debauchery. You, you won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey, and then he introduces you to a whole another fucking life. And then you become a member, and then you fucking see the debauchery show that for it is. Did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members' weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, cigarettes, bullshit the gas station, the sausage castle. It's a place that defines freedom. A place that you can be yourself. A place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race, religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist, it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. Miguel, it's 2021. Do you you have uh, any uh, New Year's resolutions, any goals? No, I refuse to start a year lying to myself. Like, you know, I just won't do it. Last, like, last sometimes New I'm year. like, you know what? Maybe this will be the year I lose weight. I'm yeah. like, mm, maybe not. I'll let, I'll let some disease do that for me. Hell yeah. Last, you put some stuff up on... Uh, I heard AIDS is really good for the diet. Dude, man. A lot of weights in the T-cells. Too bad it doesn't exist and it's out of fashion. <laughs> you put uh, you put some videos up from uh, this year's New Year's coming up and then last year's New Year also. Yeah, I, I just edited uh, last year's New Year's Eve. Last year's New Year's Eve was a fucking wild New Year's Eve. Not It was one of the best New Year's Eves of my life. 2020 uh, to 21, this current one, was cool. But 2019 to 20, that New Year was fucking incredible. Had a lot of good, uh, warm memories. Who would have guessed the year was just going to be so shit? Because that year started out strong. New Year was great. I remember there's a, there's a video on the site now. And I it's think you, you caused 2020 because you were like... 
Mike, are we really going to go to all these places and do all this shit? Yeah, but by the third trip we were on, you were already like, figure out a way for us not to go. <laughs> you were beat. <laughs> we had a whole fucking year planned. And for the first time, my professional career, whatever you want to call this shit, I don't I don't even have the next event planned. I don't even know if we're going to have fucking a Super Bowl party or not. I'm just like. I know you do, you motherfucker. But Once um, we started canceling members events, in my head it was like, it's the most wonderful time of the year. You motherfucker. Last year's New Year, I was watching the video, though. There's a, there's a, there's a scene that uh, there's some backstory to. There's a scene where you're fucking these two girls. I think it's two girls. Uh, and On the you- website. I just put this out a couple days ago. And sometimes I'm going to fight the members when I don't hear them talking in the Facebook group about how awesome like i'm go ahead tell the story yeah it's good that you're humble um we were <laughs> oh, this is like this is entertaining but this, you uh are I you think, motherfuckers not entertained i think you were fucking two girls in the closet uh the coop closet and you can see your little red loafers with like the little which spikes is a, on a, it. a walk-in closet that i turned into uh basically a, a, a fucking a bunk bed fucking it's palace. like a barracks it's like a sexy barracks a battleship. In there. Yeah. It's like but, a girl battleship. It's like polka dots and shit and makeup and a vanity and six custom queen size bunk beds. But then um, we had all the beauties living in there and then R. Kelly kind of shitted on the whole fucking living in the closet thing. So I had to move these bitches out and then they got mad at me wanting to move back in. Well, in the video, it's you fucking these girls in the closet and it's New Year's and AK comes banging on the door. And AK is like, Mikey. I can hear her. I'm, I'm fucking. I have my pants half off. They're around, like around my fucking my my shins. I have my fucking dress loafers on and a suit blazer on. You can see barely just enough of my nasty fat ass. She's like pumping, pumping, pumping. He's going the distance. He's and then in it I can for hear, speed. Where's Mike? Where's Mikey? Where's Mikey? And I hear the door open. Here comes AK. She's like, Mikey. Mikey, I'm like, yes. And obviously, I don't stop stroking. I'm still no. stroking. And she's like, Mikey, Mikey, there's two horses out here. Can we bring them inside the house? I was like, yes. Bring the horses back in. Bring them inside. I don't care. Bring the horses inside. <laughs> and I just keep fucking. And then she just goes off. And then I was just like, what a, what a crazy moment. That's how my 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 year started. Well, I, that, I was originally outside and brian idol comes to me and he's excited like a little fucking kid that just found a frog and he's like miguel miguel guess what and i I come out to the front and there's two horses peeking their heads and looking terrified he's like these ladies say these horses can come inside the house and i was like absolutely not i was like you're not gonna there's a party going on it's packed everybody's going because the stripper stage is packed and the horses are right across from there people are throwing dollars and people are like bring the horses in and it's like fucking caligula's palace or studio 54 and i'm like i'm like the manager like i just realized what it's like to be the manager of a roman brothel and i'm like absolutely not we will not bring warships into the brothel like no gladiator fights near the horse stage and i go running thinking i forgetting for just a moment who i work for and what this place is and i'm like banging on the door and i'm like mike mike i'm sorry to bother you You're like what's up what's up what's up i'm like these ladies are trying to bring horses inside to the party and you go hell yeah <laughs> and then i gotta walk back in all somber and i'm like 
Feel free to bring your horses inside to the party. Here's the deal. You get me in a good mood, and I'm liquored up, and good vibes, and it's just a good time. Who am I to stop horses from coming in and partying? And those horses. How selfish of me. The lady's like, yeah, and, and, and then she's drunk, and she's like, come on, come on. And it's like in those movies where they're pulling the reins, and the horse is like, I do not want to go in there. And it looks like the biggest dog I've ever seen that's terrified. And I'm like, miss, I don't think the horses want to come in here. She's like, no, 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 they do. And I'm like, what, what, bitch? They text you? Like, no, you don't know. If they, like, body language is all you get from animals. And when they're refusing to go into a place, they don't want to do it. So I'm like, lady, 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 the horses don't want to do it and right as we're talking she's like listen the horse and then both horses simultaneously take the biggest shit on our steps and adam's walking right by and i just look at adam and i'm like adam he goes yeah i saw (laughs) and then it's new year's it's one o'clock in the morning everybody's celebrating and how does adam start his new year he is shoveling horse shit a mountain of horse shit off of the steps taking it loading it up and i'm like uh adam you know i'm like trying to talk to him about it because i'm gonna offer no help because i'm like you know this is me and i'm like adam uh you got it under control he's like well it'll get done That's two th- like we're gonna talk about how 2020 started out so great for us. Adam's like, yeah, and because the next morning, the next morning when I woke up, it's like 10:30 in the morning. I fucking crashed out in the fucking bus or something. I'm all like fucking exhausted, and there's Adam, and I'm like, how's it going? He's like, well, the horse shit started to stink pretty bad. <laughs> so he's like, I've been working on that, and I'm like. 2020, brother. <laughs> what a year. I mean, it started pretty strong cuz we we uh I went to went to New York, had a bunch of good times there. Then went to Miami, had some more good times there. And then went to Columbia and had some even more good times there and then came back and that was it. Miami was great because Miami was where you had to deal with uh scallywag etiquette where you were going to Shaq's Funhouse and you were going to go party over there. And you had to explain to the Scallies that, listen, just because you're coming to the event doesn't mean all of the VIP is open to everyone. I always have these uh, coming to Scally wag fucking God moments with with uh, Scally Jesus with with girls right before I'm like, hey, I I had one on Saturday night. Me and Tyler went out and got weird, went downtown. Tyler Yahweh. Yeah. Went to went to Guilt, and um, me, Courtney, and, and some some sexy little youngins that I I don't even know who the who they are. Well, I met one of them I guess one night, but I was drunk. It doesn't matter. Anyways, um, and I remember being like, oh shit, I don't know how these one girl is from Peru. She's getting deported. Another little hot little black chick, and then the other girl, I didn't even know. But I guess I had talked to her on Instagram, but then I met her in person, and she didn't mention that. So it made it awkward for me later on. I was like, wait a minute. I've talked to you on here. Like, hey, come hang out. And then you, I said, hey, nice to meet you. And you didn't even mention that. It was weird. Knowing that me and my chick fuck chicks and stuff, you know, together. How rude of her. Yeah. So Insolent bitch. You like that, Chris? I thought it was like one of my girlfriend's like longtime fucking friends or something, you know. Yeah. So I was like all like my best behavior, not knowing that, you know, fucking we had already been like, hey, you know, fucking come come through, come get weird, you know what I'm talking about? Anyways, um I uh fucking uh realized that uh I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Ne- neither do I, but fuck it. <laughs> what what was I where was I going? I don't with this? know, Mike. Uh oh yeah, so in the in the car 
I go. We were talking about Adam shoveling shit from New Year's, and somehow it just turns into Mike talking about the details of a scally he doesn't even know. So there are times where I had to like right before we uh, uh, leave the castle, or we get onto the bus, or right before we roll up to the venue or club or whatever we're doing, I had to be like, "All right, listen up, ladies, check it out. Here's the deal. Um, you're a guest of mine, so you're your reflection of who I am." Uh, don't be fucking doing anything too stupid. Don't be rude. Be be considerate. Have some manners. You know, have fun. Whatever. Don't get don't get too sloppy because we will leave you uh, literally in the fucking. We will leave you in the club. If you run off with some dude, let us know. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, they're you know, I'm I feel somewhat responsible. You know, I'm I'm the guy, so I have to be like, I'm showing him with twenty. The police 20. will at least talk to you at some point. Yeah, I'm the first. I'm the first <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking uh, man of interest yeah. on the fucking missing Definitely case. Definitely be some detectives who want to come here and like, listen, Mike, you're not really a suspect, but had to see the place. Yeah, that's found not- the killer hours ago, but still had to see the place. That's definitely happened before. Uh, anyways, um, so I was like, hey, listen, here's the deal: we hang out with some of my rock star friends and shit. Don't be asking no dumbass questions. Don't be, don't be reaching for bottles and fucking. Overpouring yourself, don't you know? Just don't even be asking We've questions. We've had people chill who were and, outside and of the VIP, like watching, still reach in for bottles. That's the best. There's balls to that. There's like the VIP area you got with your friends and the talk club. about your birthday. Talk yeah. about what happened that one night with the members. Some of the members. Yeah, they just waited outside of like they they waited outside of the club, thinking Uncle Mike was going to get him in and pay for it, even though he didn't even announce it. Then they just waited outside the VIP area. Uh, which they might played be- with my emotions because they had a sausage castle shirt on. I was like, oh, there's no, I can't deny because then some other nightclub security thinks that they're with me because they see them wearing my shirt. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, let them in, let them in. And then next thing you know, some of these motherfuckers, I love them to death, but some people just don't have like that etiquette and they just feel entitled to basically anything that I have in my life. You know, that's why sometimes, you know. I feel like it's gotten worse over the years because back in the day, I'd be like, yo, dude, you're cool. Let's hang out. Come to my house. I'd, be, I'd invite random dudes to my house all the time. I get drunk. I'm like the nice drunk. Like, let's party. And now I'm like, oh, how many dudes? I have literally have told guys no. He's like, yo, I got like 10 girls, but I got like four dudes with me. I'm like, no, I'm good. And they're like, what, bro? Are you serious? Even tonight before we started this podcast, there was a guy wanting to come over with some sexy ladies, but he had some dudes with him. I'm like, oh, man, come on, bro. I ain't trying to – I don't know. I, over the years, I've just developed like and, – and here's the deal. It's like a gamble. They could be very cool. A lot of times they are. Sometimes they get forced upon me. Like we'll have a guest, a friend, or associate show up here. I've yet to meet a rapper who didn't have five dudes with him combined. Oh my god! And these guys, here's the deal For with real. rap. Here's the deal Preach. with rappers. I'm gonna put it out Preach. there. Preach. They'll walk into the club, and like thirty girls will surround them because oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So like we'll go to a VIP area at a club, and there'll be like thirty girls in there with them, and that's what's up. But they'll come here. Only with, with 30, five dudes. 30 dudes. And they're just like, this is my cousin, this is Rick. And then every dude they bring has a job. Oh, this is my driver. This is my bag man. This is the dude who twists up my blunts. I'm like, no, that's your cousin. It's your cousin. He doesn't get a fucking W-2 for what he does. That's your cousin. I had to like check some people before around Halloween because this particular person wanted to bring a bunch of their dudes. He's like, well, they're my my ride. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. All of them? I said, how many fucking hands you got to have on that steering wheel to fucking drive that? We got a clown car? Like, how many fucking dudes 
do you have to shove down my throat to have your presence here to get this bullshit that I'm actually doing you a favor for, you know? And I always tell people, my, my, my heart is full of penis. I have to, like, pull penises out to put more penis in. Because when it when it comes to like you're gonna really gonna have to get into uh, explain that one yeah because like I just my drifted away for a second and then when I came back I heard my heart is full of penis I'm gonna have to pull one out to put it in mark that that's the soundbite guys listen I'm this episode you, called Mike Busey dicks in his that's heart. a metaphor for I got too many goddamn dudes in my life and when people be trying to come here with more dudes I'm like you know this is a sausage castle we got the wieners. We got them, okay? We got that covered. We don't need no more dudes. So people who come to parties, it's always that one guy that shows up with like 10 of his homies. And they're like, Trying to put another dick in your heart. They're like, where's all the bitches? And I look at them and I take, it, it's it's like my hobby. I'm like, you showed up here with 10 fucking dudes and you're asking me where the bitches are? I would have had to brought at least five more extra girls for you to have two to one bitch wiener ratio. You're fucking up the fucking ratio, bro. And you, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Why are you in my house? What do you, why are you trying to, why are you in my refrigerator trying to fuck my hose? Like, why are you petting my dog? Like, there's over the years, it's, it's <laughs> why developed. are you petting my dog? Oh man, I've gone, <laughs> I've came. Petty motherfucker. Bro. Why are you petting my dog? Bro, I've, I have been laying in my bed and looked up and seen dudes, like, taking pictures of me as if it's, like, a hotel. It's like, this is the very bed that George Washington slept on when he came to the town here in Yellowstone. And I'm, like, looking up, and there's fucking someone giving a tour, and I'm butt-ass naked, just got a shower trying to dry off, or I'm taking a shit, and here comes in, like, two hot chicks, like, oh, sorry, we thought it was the bathroom. Like, yeah, it is the bathroom, bitch. I'm sitting on the toilet right now taking a shit, like... Can somebody lock a fucking door around here? Like, I'm just like, after a while, I'm just like, oh. You woke up to a homeboy of ours giving a massage to a girl you were in bed with. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a dude that I had to, I had to let go because he was, you know, he was a fucking piece of shit. But uh, he, I woke up one time and he was like, hey, 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 baby, you, you want to make some content? And I'm looking up at him like, yo, we just got him fucking. <laughs> we're like sleeping. What are you doing? Get the fuck out of my room, you motherfucker. Like, you goddamn piece of shit. <laughs> you imagine that? So I had to turn my bedroom door into a hidden Nardia bookshelf, and you got to guess what book to pull out to even get in my room. And some people go to the bathroom, and there'll be a lineup of girls going into the bathroom, and then boom, here I come like fucking uh, Alfred Hitchcock behind a fucking bookshelf, and they're like, whoa, there's a room in there? And they don't even try to hide it. They're like staring down there. They got their phone up in the air, like reaching in through the fucking doorway that's where he got the guns i like when uh are they this, real this is one of my favorite is when we have a party and we have a big event going on and so we have the velvet rope and we have a doorman right by that bathroom and then the bookshelf and i gotta pay a guy 150 bucks <laughs> to not let all these goddamn random dudes in my fucking room well the best is the best is he's working the door there the bookshelf's there so they can't really see it's a room then the girls see it and they're like with some dudes and the doorman's like, you girls want to go check out Mike's room? And they're like, yeah. And then he's like, sorry, fellas, just the ladies. And the dude thinks at that moment his girl is going to be like, oh, then I won't go. And they're like, wait out here, honey. <laughs> they go in the room. Oh, I, I've heard like, doom, doom, doom. Yo, hey, my girlfriend's in there. I'm like, oh, well, which one? Like, yeah, or, you can't text her, homie? Like, the only times <laughs> I've heard the side of the bus, like, boom, 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 boom. Yo, where the, Sarah, get your fucking shit out of here, bitch. You walk home, bitch. I fucking hate you fucking bitch 
And I'm like, oh shit, who's catching the blowjob right now? Because his bo- her boyfriend is pissed. I like when uh, I and like- they blame it on me, Miguel. Yeah, and that's why you hear the negative shit and the hatred and then the fucking lies. Because some guy came here and cheated on his girlfriend, or a girlfriend cheated on her boyfriend, and wants to blame it on me. I like when um. When like the random dude just walks into the room, we almost and- had a, we almost had a studio fire. The incense fell down off the desk, Miguel. <laughs> I repeat, the incense fell off the desk. I like the random good dude, save, boys. The random dude that walks into your room and he's so excited because he's like, "Oh hell yeah, I get to hang out with Mike Busey." And like he walks into the bathroom and there he sees you guys. You have like the green room spread with drinks and food because it's a big bathroom, like a green room. And then one of us comes up to him like, "Hey man," and he's got a big smile. He's like, "What's up?" I'm like you gotta go. <laughs> Especially when they're green members, I look at their wristband. I go, "Bro, I don't need your thirty bucks." Like, and here's the crazy thing is. Pretty green members listening. Yes, we do. We need and would like you a thirty dollars. <laughs> it's always it's it's never like the true bout about it followers, like the the true fans. They're the ones that get it. It's a corny, shitty rapper local dude who thinks that he's entitled. Oh girl, man, I paid thirty bucks. I know it's all you can drink for three days and three fucking nights and camping. You're giving away thousands of dollars and, and there's a bunch of pussy that I did not bring here and awesome cool ass people and celebrities and there's a photographer walking around and we're filming shit and carnival rides and popcorn. And but uh can I like go sleep in your room and fuck some hoes? <laughs> and I'm just like, what package did you sign up for? Because the last I've been to the website I definitely did not include all of this. And some people, and it's never like the real the the people who have been fucking with me for a while. I don't have a problem with them. They know that like yo, I've worked my ass yeah. off all week trying to get this shit ready. They know I haven't slept the last three to fucking days. They know that like eventually I get to like just calm down. And it's never them. It's always that one aggressive like yo. Oh, fuckers have got to be here. And I'm like, oh, chill, bro. Hey, cool. I'm trying to get some pussy and live forever. Ah! Or they're filming me the entire time. Like, yeah. yo, I'll Snapchat, TikTok your grandma, whatever. If you're going to come at me in my fucking living room of my house and you get the camera all, especially with the flash on, like flashes in my yeah. face. And I'm just sitting here talking like either an important business or I'm just like kicking it with a girl. Or sometimes with, with parties, what we've had is camera crews or people that we don't know and they're like a camera crew filming something like we had that models content weekend and there was like photography photographers there we random nothing photographers to- showing up we're like they're like we are here to take the photo shoot i'm like what who the fuck are you yeah they're like oh no 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 i'm friends with carl and i'm like who the fuck is carl and they're like uh, i don't know either i read his post having people say i drove six hours to come to your fucking house let me in. It's like four in the morning. And I'm like, yo, we're not letting, like, who the fuck are you? And we we saw a guy recently and he said he drove from fucking, I forget where, what? what South where? Dakota. So I drove from South Dakota. Let me fucking in. I'm like, yo, that's not how it works, bro. Mm-hmm. But I, and I we're promise you. I promise. Yeah, you can't just storm up <laughs> in this motherfucker. You can't just storm this motherfucker. You we know. got security. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and I will shoot somebody if I, if I feel in danger to my life. And some people have definitely pulled a gun out. I'm and like, like oh, uh-uh, man, them doing? sunglasses are freaking me the fuck out. Put them down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the way he's walking. And I, I am fucking internally grateful. 
and we'll give you your moment and we'll hang out and talk and fucking do whatever, all that shit. You could put your dick right in my heart, buddy. <laughs> yeah, just let me pull a few out first. Let <laughs> me remove some dicks from my heart. I don't want to be over dick capacity. His heart can only fool. I think hold, if you like so a, many dicks. like a voodoo doll with just dicks stabbed in you. <laughs> and if you're a big guy, I got to take out a couple dicks. If your dick's real big, I got to take a couple extra dick out. You got a massive dick. I got to remove some of these regular sized dicks. It's like a game of fucking Jenga in here. You my know? fucking heart is fucking fucking like a cornucopia flowing with yeah, dick just, just overflowing just fucking cock to the heart cock, cock to, to the heart, heart. you're <laughs> too late damn why did we just go into that we, we didn't plan that we've never even sung that we just we've made never that had up. a conversation that said all right when i say cock to the heart you know where i'm going with this <laughs> right, go straight into it miguel you ready yeah <laughs> like that's called not, talent we just yeah. went straight into that we're not calling plays here 52 cock heart 52 cock heart go 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 <laughs> Yeah, we don't ever have, we don't have notes. We just we don't know what we're doing. Episode twenty five, <laughs> and we're just fucking winging it, just like we did since. Oh, I want to talk about us people not knowing what they're doing, and maybe something you can help with. We have recently reached out to uh, OnlyFans content creators. We're reaching out to them because we're 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 hiring new content creators. We're always reinventing, always trying to redo things with what we do in this operation, and we're looking for new content creators, especially OnlyFans content creators. So we've reached out, you've put posts out. If you are an OnlyFans content creator and you want to share your content or you want to work out some kind of licensing deal, hit us up at MikeBusey at Yahoo.com. Licensing means, for those who don't know, is that you would give us the rights to use your footage and put it on our website. Yeah, and we would work an agreement with you for that. Uh, But we have talked about this before. You're very critical of some of these OnlyFans accounts because you know what people are supposed to be doing to get the people involved. And it's not just slanging buttholes, but some of these OnlyFans... Come on now, Miguel. Tell us tell us what it's all about. Some of these OnlyFans creators think that they could just hand out some washed out pictures well, of a butthole. Come on now. And they're going to make a fortune. And this is just... Tell them now, Miguel. If you want to sell your butthole, first you got to sell me your soul. I got to believe that that butthole is Hallelujah. special. Hallelujah! So are there tips you would like to give, like OnlyFans creating girls that they're not paying? They're nah, not doing. Nah, fuck them. I ain't giving them shit. You gotta give them something, man. All right, all right. I'll give y'all a couple hints, little tips. Yeah. Consistency, quality, variety, and uh, if you don't like doing it, then you ain't never. It's gonna be a job. And the problem with some of you sucker ass motherfuckers who fall into these pussy traps, like, hey. Will you subscribe to my OnlyFans? Yeah. I'm I'm in the top one percent, and I got a deal today. It's fifty percent off for five ninety nine. OnlyFans OnlyFans are like motorcycle clubs. There's only one percent and ninety nine percent. There's no like middle man. There's I'm no confused. Other. There's whoever's in the one percent is a lot of you motherfuckers and the top one yeah. percent creators is it, OnlyFans. I guess every woman's on OnlyFans. So then like the other five hundred thousand are in the top one percent. I don't know. Now I you don't said know. you said OnlyFans be lying to a lot of you motherfucking bitches. Some of you bitches think some some of y'all think y'all are fucking like NBC of fucking content. Boom, like boom, we're boom. a fucking uh, a fucking established network over here with you know buttholes what, you know, and vaginas. You know what OnlyFans reminds me of? How every girl I know is a is a suicide girl. Now I know some suicide girls. I know Lego Shelly. I know Abby So and So, and they're dope ass suicide girls who they have followings. They do events. They uh, Abby So and So does the Blackheart burlesque. These are real suicide girls. But I know girls that are like, I'm a suicide girl, and I'm like, no, bitch, you're an did, Instagram model. How, <laughs> did, how did suicide girls not get get wrapped up in the cancel culture? It's like. 
I thought we were trying to prevent people from killing themselves. Well, Suicide Girls is about killing yourself, man. Oh, I'm so hot. This it's heroin's no. It's so about, cold. It, what, I found out what Suicide Girls was about. Suicide Girls was about models who were told that if they got tattoos, they were committing career suicide. I'm different. So they were like, oh, if you. If that was a reach, Miguel. Someone's in the boardroom like, huh, all right, guys, we fucked up. But listen, here's the deal. We're going to tell them. It's not career suicide if you have tattoos. Yeah, well, they said if you had tattoos, it was career suicide. That's what everybody was telling these models. So they started. So you have to have tattoos to be a suicide girl? That was the thing. They were tattooed models, yeah. So what about the poor girls who don't have tattoos? That bitch can go be a regular model. You know, that that was the whole thing. (laughs) It's not fair, Miguel. Uh, So, like... What, so you said consistency. What do you mean by consistency for these OnlyFans models? That means okay. if you if you got these people that are uh, uh, paying for a service and you're not presenting a product, because some of you girls, you know, you got a fucking cell phone bill, so you, a cell phone bill, you got to you know get a quick little lick, and that's it. And the titties and the buttholes just disappear like just like that. As soon as that bill's paid, it's gone. And every now and then it's like, hey, swipe up. Uh, I got some rent to. I mean, uh, I'd love to entertain y'all. And it's like some of you just going about it. And then, uh, you know, there's always that sucker-ass motherfucker that, you know, that's in love with you that'll chase you over a rainbow into the fucking the woods and go on forever. I bet you there's a correlation if you track OnlyFans sales when utility bills come out. Like, you'll be like, hey, my OnlyFans is going to lifetime sale for fifty nine ninety nine. Like, that's the same time we're fucking Sprint bills dropping. Yeah, it's true. And that brings me to the next point, Miguel. I'm very glad you brought that up. If you have uh, more than, like, four sales a year, then that's just not a sale. That's yeah. called, I'm just going to wait until you keep fucking selling this shit, and then I'm going to question the shit, because if you're selling your shit for such a low price, you're actually depreciating the market. Uh, do you think, like, OnlyFans has, like, a Walmart watch for falling prices, where it's just like, oh, hey, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, two titties for 99 cents if you're up. There's a Is there uh, a bargain bin of OnlyFans, like the Walmart bargain bin where you find Air Bud 5, the one where he's a sports agent? You, know? you just go into the front next to the uh, fucking the, the metal bin that's full of like uh, fucking squishy toys yeah. and fucking boxes of expired M&Ms and fucking shitty old DVDs that were like bootleg. You don't even know what the fuck it is. And then the, the Mighty very, Dukes. What the fuck are these? It's, it's like, about a roller derby team from California. The, the second act, there's no sound. But half off the, butthole picks. Reach to the bottom of the bin. Swipe up now. How many bitches do you think sold a belly button pick as a butthole? <laughs> Here's the problem. Some of you do. And it's an Audi. <laughs> Nobody can figure it out. Some of y'all be like, well, Mike, don't you do kind of like the only thing? And you're right. I do. But I also provide... Uh, I have an entire team. Yeah, because you can't go to the OnlyFans mansion and go yeah. party for three days with the OnlyFans girls. It's like if if you were uh, subscribed to Playboy magazine. Playboy Antarctica? And then you fucking say, hey, I'm here to show a uh, party with Hugh Hefner in his bedroom. I drove eight, six eight ten wheels. And, and Hugh Hefner, obviously, is dead now. God rest his soul. Um, he's not letting you into his house. Yeah. For three fucking days of camping. And, Larry and, Flint might have. Well, <laughs> He's just like, come on in. Somebody got to lift me out of this chair. <laughs> it's just like that's where these girls, they're in there to get their quick lick. And then they're going to get a lot of them, obviously. And I'm not hating. I don't want to come up as a hater because I was doing this shit before hater. OnlyFans. Yeah. You know, like I fucked up. I should have been OnlyFans. I should have focused on that platform instead of my own brand because my own brand will did did well and is doing well but can only do so much as a businessman if there was like a 
a Gary V of porn or some shit, it'd have been like, Mike, you gotta fucking diversitize it and to call head talks instead of TED talks. Yeah. <laughs> just like- and I, I started to do that. I started getting some other influential business people involved, but at the time I just wasn't focused on it. And you know, there you go. Fucking years later. And I used to hate on it, but then now I kind of appreciate it because it's made it more of a social norm for girls to, to sell, uh, sexual images of themselves, which I have no fucking problem with. Yeah. You know, like, so there's never um there's never a, a hate hatred, you know, intent when I talk about this. But there is like a condensation for me when I see poor business being executed from individuals who are trying to get that quick lick, but then they're not understanding the value of that customer saying, Hey, well if you can like exceed their expectations and deliver the product in a in a satisfactory form and provide great customer service and at an economic price, you've got a customer for life. And some of these people, you know, they get, they get burnt. I've had people message me like, Hey, uh, I just want you to know that blah, 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 uh, took like $300 from me and never sent me the photos of her flicking her bean. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, she doesn't work here no more. I think she has a drug problem. And uh, good luck fucking with that, buddy. And they're like, "No, you need to help me." I'm like, "No, I no. fucking don't. I don't. I don't know you for one. For two, sounds like y'all are trying to cut my throat because you could have seen <laughs> yeah. her flicking her bean for a very cheaper price, all with other yeah. beans getting flicked and come to parties and horses walking in houses. Yes. You know, <laughs> you sound like you are, sir, are making bad economic decisions with your finances. What other things do you think OnlyFans can do well besides porn? Like, could there be like OnlyFans wrestling where Anything like you, you where you pay for two dudes to wrestle each other? Like you're like I got sixteen dollars. Says Brian Ida won't fight the mountain in fucking Scranton. He's like I'm on a fucking plane right now. I don't know the true. I know the company was formed overseas, or maybe it was for it's like legal the UK. Reasons. I think, yeah. yeah. And uh, they were about two years after I kind of was doing this, and I wasn't the first person charging for premium content. You know, yeah. other websites were doing it for a while and everything, but I was the first one to b- use the Snapchat platform and then offer a more of a, a real life yeah. experience with the membership. So not only were you able to to watch it. But if you were cool enough, you could be a part of it and and yeah. feel it and experience it. And sometimes, it took me a while to realize that not not every individual with a working credit card was an outstanding individual. So you had to like you know police a little bit more and be a little more selective. And you know that's why we offer different rewards. For the longer you're a member, the more perks you get. The longer you get to stay. And and a lot of the members have become real close personal friends with me. And and. These guys I love to death. They're like my real life friends and my homies and you know, it's just it's those goddamn green members. When they show up and I see them out there trying to get all the fucking all the fucking pizza rolls and they're fucking Who whose OnlyFans would you subscribe to if, if this person had an OnlyFans? I've never subscribed to one. But whose would you and it doesn't have to be a chick. It could be Which anybody. I feel weird because I feel like I should because this is like my industry. I feel like I should support them. Which I totally But we should have an R and D department just looking into OnlyFans, you know? But, um, but who would you buy? Any artist? Any somebody had OnlyFans? Why would you? Why would you? Well, follow I, I think them? I think OnlyFans was started probably for that, like to support yeah. like independent uh, artists. Because if you do take pictures of your butthole, with whether it's filtered or not, uh, that's a form of art. It's all art. Yeah. But, so, so is there an artist? I, or? I don't know. Like, 
Anybody, they, they could if, be dead. Like, I, I, if DMX had a fucking OnlyFans and he was like barking and fucking bitches, like, I, I just smacking Hennessy up the, off their ass cheeks and shit, I would probably watch that. I know, like, there's been some very, like, famous, influential people that said, fuck it, I'm joining it, especially in 2020. Yeah. I watched girls uh, get slut shamed and, and degraded because that's what they were doing. And then I saw those same girls being like, well, I got no choice. I guess I'm on the OnlyFans train now. Yeah. And I'm loving it because I'm like, cool. Sexuality should be way more normal and way more socially accepted. And you would think of all these different movements to to normalize and, and to be anti this and anti that, you would think that they would get over fucking some ass and titties. It's not that big of a fucking deal. I think one of the craziest things that happened with OnlyFans is like uh, – it definitely introduced people from other markets where the dollar has more of a value and they're still charging like the same price. Cause I bet like Thailand chicks have OnlyFans and they're still charging $50 a month. And that's like $7,000 a month. So it's oh, like, someone's got a nice little come up somewhere. But I wonder if places like in the, in, in, in the Euro- European union where uh, sexuality is so much more open, if they're just scoffing at the idea of OnlyFans, like OnlyFans they are like, why wouldn't I just go to her LinkedIn? If I wanted to see her butthole, you know, <laughs> like why would I go to an OnlyFans? Can I just ask her parents for a butthole picture? That's not acceptable in your country. I'm like the most moral, de- de- moral person ever. Like I don't, like I'm just a normal, decent person. Don't don't uh, cheat, steal, lie, rape, kill, fucking be a fucking piece of shit. But if you want to fucking put your butthole over the internet, do it. I'm I've I'm not I don't have nothing negative to say about it and. There are I have met a lot of guys who have problems interacting with men and women and sexually they are deprived which you know brings us to a previous episode and socialized blowjobs it kills you it just stabs another dick deep in your heart Yeah and I guarantee like I said I've said this before and I'll say it again if you were to talk to every school shooter or every mass shooter and ask them the last time they got their dick sucked it was probably too long and that's what's the problem because socialized these people blowjobs. These, you got these people who they lack the social skills of interacting with people, and then you have the games already changed on them. Like now, you to interact with people in real life, it's like a different thing from when we were growing up. Yeah. I know girls that won't even like call. Like, when's the last time you actually had a good long conversation on the phone? Not FaceTime, not text, like a phone call, and you got all giddy and shit, and you walked around like, oh man, this is really yeah. cool. That shit's dying. The way we communicate and we interact. With technology and all this stuff, it's different now. So imagine some some dude who was homeschooled that was going to get his ass kicked regardless. Now he's he, he didn't get his ass kicked at all because he wasn't in the locker room and dealing with that awkward like, yo, I got to dress out today and I'm gonna they're gonna see my wiener. And like you got to get over people seeing your wiener at a young age. If you can get over so that, you got a good. If you can get over with your wiener just being out there, yeah, then you're fucking ahead. And of the also, game. man, you got to understand too. If wieners are out, there shouldn't be no Peter peeping. You yeah. know, man, you better keep your eyes to yourself. Like wieners are out, it means wieners are out. We're there, there are so many very core principal things that me and you were raised on and around that I felt made us who we are today, and and kids today don't get that those aspects of growing up. I mean, up. you think about this. All of us had to be like Vietnam-era radio techs to fix every piece of electronics we had in our house because as a young kid, your Nintendo fucked up. You had to take it apart and be like, okay, 
I gotta fix this shit. Gotta you wipe know? it with my shirt. Yeah, and blow on it. I remember fixing a radio. Like I remember, uh, I remember buying a soldering kit from Boys Life. Boys Life magazine in the, the back of the magazine for like three ninety nine had a soldering kit to fix your radios when you're because ra- you remember big problem we all had was be a loose wire in your radio and then your whole radio's fucked. It's done, you know. And I bought a soldering kit from Boys Life and almost burnt through my fucking hand, but got my radio somewhat going. Yeah, things have changed. And, and these kids I now. I that's wrong with, with, with our country. It's, well, they've been pussified. I think more than pussified. It, it, we use the word pussified, but what we lie to is it's not pussified. It's entitled. Even older people who are from our generation and older are entitled. The things like Karens aren't 22 years old. They're our age. You know, boomers who are pissed off at stuff aren't the kid. As much as the kids are pussies. I get what you're. I don't completely agree, but I get what you're meaning. Yeah, because the thing about it, the kids don't have the say in the world. They're not the ones who gave everyone a trophy. They're the ones who got the trophy. The kids aren't running politics right now. They're trying to, and we're calling them pussies. But we've been at the wheel for a while now, and we've been the ones. Our generations and the ones before have been the ones fucking shit up and getting mad at everything. Like, you know, I do see, you know, okay, we do get mad. We see the kids doing some bullshit uh, every now and then. We're like, okay, guys, you're acting like pussies. But it's it's more appalling when I see people our age flipping out about bullshit, and I'm like, we're acting like pussies, and we're supposed to be better than this. Yeah, I think that the, the constant, fuck you, no, fuck you, it goes back and forth, and it just Cause we don't creates even, kids a permanent don't, yeah. divide. Kids don't even use Facebook. And Facebook is full of people shit-talking stuff, and it's all people our age and older. Kids are like, Facebook, I'm on TikTok doing a stupid dance. I don't give a fuck. And it's people our age that are like, you know what pisses me off? Every Karen video I've ever seen, except for this recent one with this chick flipping out about this kid's phone, has been some 45-year-old person who's like, I'm sick of this. And then at the same moment, after they're sick of something they don't like, and then they're also like, they're taking our freedoms they're away. taking our germs. Yeah, I think uh, you know, there's a lot of dropping the ball that our generation and other generations did. Because I, I love when everybody's like, these kids, everybody gets a trophy. Fucking, I, I grew up my whole life, I never bought a goddamn trophy. I was given one by an adult. You know, these kids, man, they can't, they can't go out at night anymore. You, they, is name one fucking kid who doesn't want to go out at night when they can have mischief and hide. I think it comes back to the whole saying that too much of anything is bad. It's, it's, it's not right to, to be racist. It's not right to, to, to fucking beat up continuously the retarded kid. You know, maybe once, twice it's called for. You know. <laughs> No, but it builds character. No, so then no. he's then he's gonna fucking be a. Now he's gonna be strong, and he's not gonna he's gonna see that shit coming next time, and then that's like hazing and all that type of stuff. I'm gonna you know? go on record against beating up the retarded kid. Okay, beating up, you know, fucking, no. fucking a little bit, you know. Hey, <laughs> no. don't don't tell me you didn't you didn't fuck with some young kids like back in the day when you were a kid. You didn't, are you like, are some... you using retarded just mean because they're young and dumb? Yeah, I wasn't saying oh, like Down that, syndrome okay, or shit. Jesus well, Christ. that's where I was going. I was all just right. Like... Okay, there was this one time though. No, that there was no. this kid that was special, and I was throwing rocks up in the air. And I was like, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. I was like 10 years old, so fuck you, you can judge me. And he was like, whoa, no. And he was like running around, and I was like, whoa, come here, come check this out. Hey, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. I was throwing rocks up in there. I wasn't like hitting him with it. And he, I had a, I had this motherfucker thinking the sky was falling. I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm a changed man, bro. I was young and dumb, and I'm sorry. 
No, but I ain't, I ain't talking about like beating up fucking kids with Down syndrome. Shit. I'm well, just yeah, saying, okay. But every now and then, an ass kicking will teach you something. Yeah. And 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 back when I was a kid, an ass kicking, an ass kicking. The big thing an ass kicking teaches you is what you're willing to get your ass kicked for, and that helps you learn what really matters. Because there's times when you're like, "Fuck that, I'm going home." And then there's times you're like, "Nah, this is gonna be worth it. I'll take the ass whooping from my pops. He'll beat me with the Hot Wheels." When track, I was a but- kid, you got in a fight with a dude and. After that, you became best friends with the motherfucker. Not right off, but you're like, huh, I guys you're kind of cool. You know? And then you realize it's like two pedestrian deer bucking in the woods, and then they realize they're kind of like a match. One can't kill the other one, so they're like, all right, let's just agree not to fight each other uh, again. <laughs> you think there's That's that moment ha- with deer? They're like, hey, you were all right. You too. Okay. You fuck her first, and then I'll fuck her after. I'm gonna go play with this rabbit. That's what's supposed to separate us from from animals. We're supposed to have a little more, uh, you know, humanity in our minds and hearts, or we something. We definitely do because we have hospitals. And yeah. Like <laughs> I've never, I've been to dog hospitals, but they weren't run by dogs. You know, there's just some like German shepherd surgeon. He's like, not today. I'm not gonna lose him. Yeah, uh, wouldn't it be weird if we had? I, I think in other countries they have incentives if you like save people's lives and stuff. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, someone told me like uh, that. I forget what country they're from, but they said you know you get a base pay, but then you if you cure them or save them, you actually get like bonuses and stuff. And I'm like, man, I like that idea because yeah. motherfuckers be fighting like, no, I got them. But you know you what? Got the, ten dudes uh, lining uh, up to give you CPR. Op- no, fuck that. The opposite is people being like, yeah, I'm not gonna take that one. Like, oh, that one's only a 50-pointer? Yeah. I don't nah, know. man. You know what? I make my living off these big cases, you know? And I ain't trying to fucking say. His dick got stuck in the jet in the pool. What's that, 18 bucks? Well, you that's the problem with, uh, with socializing healthcare to an extent because what happens is you give them flat pay, and then they're like, all right, do I really want to go to college for eight years to learn how to control this dude's fucking heart and butthole? I got to pull these dicks out of it, you know? Like, uh, I don't know. And it's like, uh, and then you got a guy's like, yeah, I'm the only guy know. in we town say, that works on buttholes. I don't know. We, we say that, but all these socialized countries have, like, the best doctors in the world. I don't know. I think I – think, I Cuba think, has the best doctors, they say, in the world. That's a communist country. Uh you know, European doctors are highly sought after, and most of those countries are socialized. I mean... You would think that uh, countries would want to keep all their citizens alive and healthy so they would continue yeah. to generate money to make more taxes. That's why you'd figure you'd figure there was something they would figure out with healthcare, and I'm not talking like free, because free, I get it. Free is ridiculous on things. But you would figure, and, and I've heard this statistic, and I think we both know it too, the, the more you can get rid of sick days where people just don't come to work the better your business does. You know, the more you're able to eliminate sick days. I'm going to keep it simple, man. I'm going to fucking, if I was if I was running for something, everyone's getting a blowjob every 30 days. 30 Don't day shoot blow the job. schools. Calm the fuck down. Everyone just calm down. And what are you giving the blowjob workers, though? Because now you got to take care of this whole industry, this cottage industry. Damn it. And you got to get, you know, dudes, ladies, everything. Yeah. So you've got every 30 days, every citizen who's of 18 and older who... Maintains. Oh, I know. So for every ten dicks you suck, Ooh, ten you get like uh, like a one vacation day. Ah, it's not enough. Hey, you, you suck a couple hundred dicks. You fucking got two yeah. weeks off, man. You fucking but, but chilling right now, in the Bahamas. You, but right now, if you suck a couple hundred dicks, you'd probably make enough money to have thousand vacation days. Only fans. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big circle. And that's why they don't. That's why everyone should have. That's only why pay. prostitution no. ain't legal because these motherfuckers they want the taxes on everything. That's why drugs ain't legal. All this shit. They doctors should have OnlyFans though, 
so I could be following this doctor, and I'm like, this is my surgeon right here. Like, there's a, there's and a, I've been paying him six ninety nine a month, so when I show up, he's like, bro, you're my platinum plan. I'll this, definitely take out one kidney. There's this guy on Snapchat I follow. I don't remember his name, so I can't even tell you. I know he's like Spanish or whatever, and he's actually from Florida. Uh, he does. This just in, Spanish guy from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking does uh, like vagina fucking, he does breast implants. And I've watched this guy, and I had to go through it fast. I, like, clicked through it fast because he's literally what is he cauterizing vagina lips. Like, he's taking bitches roast beef pussies and fucking recreating them and turning them into this nice, tight pussies. This dude's playing God. <laughs> and, like, he, and he's Snapchatting this shit. I'm like, yo, I show a nipple. I get fucking banned. This guy's over here in the name of science. So what if I dress up every one of these strippers like fucking nurses? Is it I mean, science? Like, what the fuck? You, Where's the- if you made this some sort of medical center and you're like, we're doing research on small dicks and large loads, you might oh, get a grant, you know? It's true. You know what this guy's doing that sucks, though? He is uh, erasing history. Because this roast beef pussy has seen some shit, and now he's making it seem like she's had three dicks in 25 years, and that ain't right. At the end of the surgery, he has, like, the the specimens, the leftover roast beef laid out on this, like, fucking cloth. And I'm just like, wow, I wonder if any of these bitches take it. Because if that was my pussy, and you just cut off some flaps, I'm taking that bitch to the back, and I'm going to bottle up and get a little nice little trinket. Wear a little charm around uh, my neck. Me, like, yep. hey, you want to see some want some pussy? You know Vietnam, you probably deep fry it and cover oh, yeah. it with some fucking Oh, poison. pass me the soy. What are you eating right now? Deep fried pussy lip. How is it? Fucking incredible. <laughs> it's got hose in. Some of them got powdered sugar. Which, <laughs> what what nationality of girls do you think has the ugliest pussies? Like, which one do you think is just naturally like, just blown all out? And shit? American, probably. We've probably got some of the worst pussies, man. Because, like, there is no... Uh, you know, around here, if... Uh, I, I would assume in the worst countries of the world, if you don't take care of your pussy, something could happen to you and you could die tomorrow. Around here, you'll show up to a clinic and they'll hook you up. So I would probably say the better the country, there is some bad pussy going around. I was fucking this girl from Ireland, and I don't even, I know her oh, name Michael. now. She was a hot, smoking hot like model, but she was like super oh, goth and shit. Johnny, bye. And I, and this is on MySpace. I invited her to come to my house. Sure, I'll come over. And she, she talked worse than that. It yeah. was like you could barely understand what the fuck she said. So I said, yeah, come through, you know. But and I'm like thinking, like this bitch lives in Ireland. She got to come yeah. to my fucking house. Come over to my music house. Give some of this big old fat Irish pussy. Oh, that's that's clear. I can understand what you said. Which one of you fuckers gonna run a train on me today? I would be like, what the? Well, hold. On, let me tell the story. So Tell the story, one, day, one day I hear a wee little knock at the door and I scurry downstairs and I see this little pale ass fucking Rose McGavin. Hot though? Oh, super hot. Huge fake titties. Fucking beautiful. And she's like, oh, hey, Michael's, Michael's. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> What the fuck? I was she like, sounds like she's got that dentist thing that's sucking in blood. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, Ireland. She's like, oh yes, yeah, me and my. So that's when a fucking it got interesting. I was like, hold on, did you just come from fucking Ireland? <laughs> I had no idea she was coming, and I had like a girlfriend, but I was like, you know, hey, maybe I can pull this up. Be like, hey, honey, it doesn't count if we don't know what the fuck they're saying. Yeah. That's why so, I fucked that stuttering girl that one time. She came in, 
and she had like all her bags. She had like got a taxi from the airport. Oh, I picked up a little taxi cab to come over she, here to the She flew from Ireland to New York, and then New York to Miami, and then like took a Greyhound bus to Orlando bus, and a taxi. She was like, "Where in the world is Carmen San Diego?" All the way to my house, and this is back at the old Sausage Castle, Sausage Castle Seven, and uh, she showed up, and she was just fucking really tired at first I'm really tired Mike I've been riding a Greyhound and bus I was like immigrants. I was like damn you're gonna sleep all day it was like 10 o'clock at night she was still sleeping and I was like yo wake Jet up lag. and then it gave me enough time to explain what was going on to, at the time <laughs> to my girlfriend and like she was you know she was down to party too at the time so I was like hey you know we, we all be friends you know what I'm talking about so then fucking uh, then this girl just starts getting up drinking fucking I, I don't even know what the fuck there was I think she asked for like whiskey or something but of course she just started drinking whatever. Had a little whiskey and pray to God. And I was like, hey, uh, I'm supposed to go to a DMX concert tonight. Uh, the Block like, Rapper? She's like, what's a DMX? DMX? I was like, oh, no, he's this fucking legendary rapper who hasn't made any hits in like 20 years, but everyone still loves him. He's fucking <laughs> amazing. He might not show up. <laughs> yeah, that's a DMX concert. So we drive to Port St. Lucie. My buddy Jacob Mosler owned a club called The Mojo Room. And he had booked them. And you could tell, like, there was, I would say, about 200 people there, which should have been way more. Yeah. Okay, this guy, you know, fucking. But DMX, everybody's like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's like, I don't know what this DMX is. What I said, oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, hey, uh, you know, maybe like a bra and, and, you know, that fur coat that I saw you wearing. She's like, oh, I don't know about the micros. So <laughs> she, she wore red red panties, a red lace bra. And she's white as fucking cocaine. White as cocaine. Tall, red, high heels, and a fur coat. And that was it. And I took her to a DMX concert, which was like throwing chum to sharks. And I come in with this snow bunny from like the motherland of Ireland. <laughs> That doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Super quiet, real timid. Like, oh, what's going on? Like, like real, like, kind of like a suicide girl kind yeah. of a vibe, you know? Like, oh, you know, yeah. But uh, we got drunk as fuck and got out of control, had the best night of her fucking life. And I remember Art, um, he got drunk as shit and he, and he drove his Cadillac down the driveway going like 100 miles an hour. He slammed on the brakes and slid at least 50 feet. And literally harpooned uh, a trailer hitch and, like, speared his radiator and his Cadillac. And we were fucking just dying laughing. And I was fucking this Irish chick on the fucking ground out in the driveway, like, in the swamp, on the fucking bathroom counters, in the fucking pool. Had just a bunch of good times. And oh, I she had the most beautiful pussy, and I remember her dad telling me, "Look, I'm I'm, I'm getting good. 2021, I'm getting you going back stop. to the pussy story. Yeah, but get me right now because you already got she got I, the most I, beautiful pussy. I remember her dad. Her dad's like, I'm telling you what, Michael, that's some good pussy right there. Well, I'll this, tell you, like I told my mother, I told I told Father O'Reilly, that's the fattest pussy I've ever seen inside his sort of God, sort of God right now. So what she told me, show me a photo pussy than my daughter's pussy. Show me a photo pussy in my daughter's pussy right now. I'll tell you like I told Kelly O'Connor. I said, hey, Kelly, step up and look at that pussy. He said, that's a good pussy. I was like, goddamn right, it's a good pussy. That's my daughter's pussy. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, fucking 
She goes, oh, my God, when you, next time you see me, my pussy won't be looking like this. I was like, what are you, what's wrong with it? You fucking beautiful, got a beautiful fucking pussy. No, it turns into a unicorn and goes away to the forest. You know the legend. She's like, oh, me, my dad's, my, my, my dad's going to fucking pay for my surgery. I was like, whoa, what, what do you mean surgery? What's wrong with your pussy? She had like one of these like tucked it's a, it's in a, nice Michael, pussy. Michael, it's a Protestant pussy. I can't have that in a Catholic house. <laughs> so she fucking, I guess her dad paid for her to have one of those like pussy laser cut off some extra and there was there was no flaps it was beautiful it was like a beautiful knuckle i hate bald. international standards of beauty yeah you know? and i was just like what are you gonna do you're gonna you're gonna and i didn't i didn't never heard about i think it's called a labiaplasty or some shit like that i, fi- I forget exactly yeah. what it's called it's a labiaplasty michael they're gonna go inside of my pussy and take it make it look like it's hard to <laughs> and uh she came back and then she I remember her, like, she came back, like, two months later, flew all the way back to America. To show you her new pussy? She's like, oh, look at my wee pussy. Look at my and, wee pussy, Mike. And I remember her got mad because I didn't notice the difference. Stars. She's like, oh, you don't know what difference with my pussy? I was like, no, it looks fucking great. It looks yeah. like the last time I saw it. Michael, it's to the left through two inches. Look at it. It's, it was off center before. You were fucking my tie. Now my pussy's even, so I don't piss all over my knees. <laughs> I, actually, it was funny. The first time I broadcasted live at the house... She was dancing in my bathroom uh, with a snake in that fur coat, all like and I just was, to garbage. I was playing like no, I was playing like sixty nine eyes, and she was like, "Yo, tell you what, I name? love we metal." <laughs> she loved metal, like she was like one of those rock, like Stevens getting his what dick hard. He's like, oh, "What do you think?" Rock. Her father was like, "Come over here, young lady. Actually, you did all your grades right, like we talked about. So me and your mother were thinking." You might as well get a new pussy for Christmas. Are you serious, Papa? Listen, Father Christmas is going to come down the chimney. He's going to bring you one of those new American pussies. You know, fucking ACDC current pussy. It's funny you mention that because her dad was a part of the NRA or some shit. You mean the IRA. I- IRA. <laughs> Sorry. Same letters. Listen, Michael, you need to own a firearm to protect yourself. Also, let's burn down a British fucking fish and chip shop. (laughs) Yeah, no, he was like real deal. She would show me videos of like, he's like, oh, this is my daddy. He gets a little carried away when he gets on the whiskey. Yeah, he looked at the pussy and said, you're not going to have a a British pussy in my house. Pretty sure I saw her dad kill some guy in some fucking like some little pub area. And it was about some parking situation like road rage and a this guy, guy who kills people in parking lots shouldn't have to come up with the money to get a new pussy he should just be like hey doctor i was sitting in your house earlier today and i was thinking my daughter could use a new pussy and you definitely should keep your wife so let's let's make an arrangement i don't pay for a new pussy and you don't pay for a casket for your wee little son i don't know how many rubles he had to pay the doctor but i <laughs> <laughs> he fucking he fucking Bought his daughter a new pussy, and I didn't know the difference. And it was—I was, was kind of scared that he ever found out about me. I wish she would talk Gaelic while you were fucking her. She's like, "Consolidation, fortuna tata." And you're like, "All oh. right." So I had to tell the rest of the story. Finish so it up. I want to hear this. The third time she comes back, she shows up and with, I, a, with her old pussy in a bag. Like, look at the difference now, Michael. Kind of, kind of. <laughs> she shows up with like her like dad, ten-year-old son, and. He's dressed up like a leprechaun. Is he her 10-year-old son yes, or her, her friend, the leprechaun? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I didn't he's, know what to do 
because you know the sauce castle it's you know it's a family it's a family friendly environment it's a place where families are made but (laughs) yeah i mean you could totally have kids here you know it's safe you know fucking if i was a kid i would be fucking in love with this place sullivan tell little michael about this pussy michael when i came out of that pussy it looked nothing like it does today that pussy looks three times better you better talk respect to my mom so this motherfucker was like fuck you you ain't shit and he was talking. His, his name was, his name was Blake. Shite. I remember his was name was Blake. Blake. I got photos of him dressed up as a leprechaun for days in my house, and I'm fucking his mom. And like he's like just running around like doing whatever the fuck he rolling wants. cigarettes. Like I don't give a fuck if you're fucking my mom's pussy or not. Where the fuck is the horrors, Michael? No, this kid was like you remember the movie Problem Child? Yeah, that was this kid, red hair. Fucking pale skin, little fucking Irish shit. Michael kicked you born, in the balls. Michael, I was born without a soul. Why would I give a fuck about going to hell? Ma, bring that new pussy over here. I want to show my friends. <laughs> I got photos somewhere on one of my hard drives of this kid like jumping off the waterfall and shit, getting crazy. And I was just like, uh, are y'all like staying here? <laughs> She's like, oh no, we got a hotel. I hope yeah. you- oh, sorry, sorry, Michael, for bringing this on you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this kid was like, Coming over, hanging out, dressed, and he was dressed as a leprechaun, and he was like, he he would like recite videos that he saw of you, of me on YouTube. So many of you fucking my mom. Well done, well done, good show. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh my god, I just realized that this shark that's next to me was a video we did where she and another girl. Like uh, put this stuff in in her vagina, like this um, UTI stuff, and it looked like blood. And they were playing with it in the pool, and I did this like little shark video, like oh, it's chumming the waters. And it was like the first video that went went viral that I had on YouTube when like no one was on YouTube. And like back in the day, YouTube was like the Wild West. I was putting all kinds of crazy shit on there. There's a leprechaun and a bleeding pussy. On YouTube. Take it down. You take it down. It's fucking art. That's my mom's pussy. That's 10 years old. When Michael Busey stud some UTI medicine in my mom's pussy. And I, I dress go. like a leprechaun because you know what? It's my culture. I gotta go see if I can find this chick. I, well, I know she's on. I know she's on fucking. Well, we level. actually gotta wrap it up. Whoa, whoa. We can't okay. end this with yes, Irish. We can. Yes, we fucking can. IRA. I, let me, let fucking. me explain to you right now. If we try to keep going, you're gonna give me a story that's lackluster because you don't want to keep telling the story. And you're gonna be like, remember the time I was with Vladimir Putin? I'm like, what happened? You're like, yeah, dude had a nice car. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so let's end it with True. Irish. Irish pussy, and uh, to all our members out there listening, just remember, just because you got an ugly pussy now, doesn't mean with a little hard work and some help from the IRA, you can't have a better pussy. <laughs> it's true. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, I hope everyone's having uh, a good start to the year, even though it feels like 2020 just rolled into yeah, fucking we're 21. In the, we're just in the bonus tracks of 2020. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fucking crazy, and I hope it doesn't get worse, but I feel like it's not. I feel like 2020 is still not done. Yeah, we got to shake it off a little bit, but we make it to March because, remember, it started in March. So we just got to make it to March. It's like the one year. Like Someone has to go to a hole somewhere and <laughs> throw a baby into it. Yeah. To sacrifice, someone's got to go to a volcano in Ireland right now if they have those and fucking throw a, ba- a redheaded baby down it so we can reverse. We gotta do. We gotta do basically the fucking like the fucking Lord of the Rings. Somebody's got to go throw the ring back into yeah. the fucking pit, whatever the fuck it came from. Well, it's all of you guys listening. Thank you. Thanks so for watching, much, man. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Thanks for, for being for a member. If you're a member, you get to watch this. And it's uh, on the member site. It's always available. Plus all the other episodes before minus a couple. 
And uh, <laughs> true. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. On behalf of myself and Mike Busey, thank you so much. You're thank listening. you guys. We love you. Have a good week. We'll see you next time.